I love movies. Gosh, I love movies. I love watching them, and I love making them. Welcome, everybody, to the House 6 podcast, our movie podcast about movies. This week, we have three Netflix um, movies for your consideration. But before that, let's meet the co-host. Over in Lubbock, we got Michael, who will pick up hitchhikers, but only if they come in 12s. I mean, I, I buy a giant bus. I, I want to use it. I'm not, I'm not, there's every space must be filled if I'm going to drive this bus. Keeping it safe. Keeping it safe. And then we have Alex, who always takes his first dates to Pizza Planet. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> duh. <laughs> Doesn't everyone? That's a true test. Then we go, we go over to Fort Worth, where we got Jared, who likes his burrs with the bits of hams with the Oreo. Bits of what? Ham. <laughs> oh. I guess. <laughs> I guess. I never get these. <laughs> And lastly, we have Thomas, who has escaped from two finishing schools growing up. <laughs> okay. Oh, see, I, you get what's in the box, but you don't get the references at the beginning of the freaking video. <laughs> well, I okay, see how I got, it is. I, got all the I see how besides, it is. Besides Jared's. I didn't get Jared's. but Yeah, I didn't, I didn't get mine either. The ham. Uh, I know there is a pig, gonna, but... <laughs> I'm just going to go back to school. Forget it. Because the, they had the Oreo <laughs> Blizzard things. and then I know. But why ham? I don't know. They're, they also eat that. Yeah, the pig. Ham. No. We'll get to that later. <laughs> and then, um, don't worry, guys. I do have chains, so if this goes over, I will get you home on time. So, <laughs> <laughs> why don't we start with some trailers and news? Let's go to the trailers. What you guys think of Love and Monsters? Look pretty fun, right? Right. It does look fun. Uh, very, very fun. Yeah. It's 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 definitely. They chose the right vibe to go for for this type of movie. It'll just, we'll have to see if it if it uh, if they can pull it off. But the only question I have when watching this trailer is why? Could, there's so many movies like this, and so many. I mean, I get it's all like trying to make money doing it, but it's just like like if I was gonna make a movie, like just to, it reminded me of Zombieland, but they didn't want to make another Zombieland, yeah. so they chose monsters or something. That's my yeah, point. I said the same thing that it reminded me of Zombieland. But- it's like why, 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 why? I, just, I mean, I know it happens so, so much that so the question is dumb to ask. But just why clone just another movie you've seen a thousand times? But I don't know. It looks fun though. I, I, I think I'll enjoy it. If they could pull it off, it'd be a fun like adventure movie. That would be cool. Yeah. If they don't like, yeah. It, it's not too seriously. It's not too goofy, but also doesn't take itself too seriously. Yeah. It's kind of like um. It's almost like okay. Do you remember that movie? What's the, what's the I? It's the heart zombie or whatever. Uh, one warm bodies, warm bodies. Yeah, uh, yeah. it kind of has that same kind of vibe, um, yeah. where it's kind of a serious, like it wasn't a serious topic, but there were some serious moments, but it was still kind of lighthearted. So it's one of the few movies um, I've fallen asleep to. Doesn't happen often. <laughs> yeah, but I fell asleep during that movie. I fell asleep at like the same time in that movie, and I never watched the ending. <laughs> I actually really liked it. It's not because I was bored. <laughs> they were just holding each other falling asleep. <laughs> <laughs> Don't turn into a zombie, Michael. <laughs> so let's go to a movie that doesn't look as fun-hearted. It is Synchronic. Yeah, yeah, the one with uh, Anthony Mackie. Anthony Mackie, yeah. yeah. Any words on uh, this one? 
is it about time travel or <laughs> it's a it's is it a drug it, trip that's the question thomas is what is this movie about i like I, yeah. I mean i think i feel like that's what all the accolades were for it was trying to tell you hey this is a good movie but we don't really want to spoil it or tell you anything about it so go watch it so it's like all the it's must about, see it's about pills like limitless there you go yeah, yeah. that's what i thought yeah i'm already on board but um, what is it about sci-fi trailers in the beginning? I'm just like, nah. And then by the end, I'm like, all right. Nah. <laughs> like, well, that's, been the, that's been the thing for like every sci-fi trailer you've shown us, Joe. And this was one of them where, yeah, the beginning I was like, hey, yeah, whatever. same. Then by the end, I was like, kind of like, like set it up. Down. You got to set up your hook. <laughs> <True>. <laughs> Bring them in. Another movie that doesn't look too fun. The Croods 2. <laughs> <laughs> this is another one. Yeah, like, I'll pass on this one. This is the movie I said why why make this. That's 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 another one. Yeah, it's just like I mean, animated cutesy fun family film, but it's it's just what we've seen a million times. How long has it been since the first one? Like four years? I have no idea. Like I was like, I I said Croods too. I was like, huh? (laughs) Why? (laughs) But yeah, the the first one is like a vague memory in my mind of just trailers. Like I don't even I never yeah I didn't either. But yeah, you guys are crazy. The first awesome. (laughs) Even in the trailer, oh. I didn't like it. <laughs> oh, you saw the first one? Even in the trailer, it's like old songs. like Yeah. Songs from like two years ago. Yeah. It just really felt like a, a, a an early 2000 teens movie. It's like they forgot to release it. And they're like, oh, yeah. We're gonna- <laughs> oh, we did make this, didn't we? <laughs> I, wonder, I wonder if this was supposed to be released like a year ago, uh, but maybe. then like COVID hit. Who knows? The first so- one came out in 2013. Yeah, see. Jeez. <laughs> early 20-teens. <laughs> No, so this looks uh, great. You guys are wow. crazy. I want to I see this really badly. <laughs> so the next uh, one we got is a horror movie on Netflix called Nobody Sleeps in the Woods Tonight. Yeah, not a fan. I don't know if so, we saw the trailer for this because... I couldn't find time, the trailer. So I think they renamed it because yeah. we pulled they, up the trailer and it and it said, like, watch full movie, and that was the only thing I could find. So I clicked and then it on said, before yeah, I say Yeah. Exactly, exactly. Oh, is that so. what that is? Mm-hmm. Okay. Because yeah. I watched, a, like, a Watch Mojo video where it had, like, the upcoming scariest things in October 2020, and that was <laughs> on there. I'm like, okay, I guess this gives me that. And it's barely, like, a horror movie. There's, like, butterflies and, like, colorful lights. <laughs> Kids come back, but it's happy. Like a little, but then, like, a little ghost <laughs> kid, Yeah. It's like it looks a, like Colorado a, space. Yeah. It's like a um adaption of Casper the Friendly Ghost, I guess. There you go. What if it is what if that like he just the kid just wants to play and he's a real nice ghost, he's just ugly and creepy as heck. Wait. Why why are all missing kids either named Jason or Sean? <laughs> Too many J's. We gotta Wait, joke. So, what's what was the premise of the trailer you watched? The family oh, like this kid. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, <laughs> I didn't watch. I didn't really watch. Pay attention. To <laughs> it's it. a a family kind of adopts a kid or keeps him. I don't know if like it's a permanent thing or they said they would take care of him. They repeat it a couple times in the trailer, and their son had died. And this kid, it kind of goes. I like the idea of like the. I, that's another thing to this whole trailer. I couldn't figure out who this kid was or what he was off of. It was killing me. But um, so the kid do- doesn't like sleeping because his nightmares basically come to life. Like whatever he's dreaming, like happens in oh, the real world. Hold up. Real quick, like all of his dreams come to life, like even the good ones. Like that's true, because I uh, guess I mean place. they kind of hinted to that. There's a one. The premise of the movie is his nightmare of, comes to life. Yeah, but he okay. Dreams of that. So he, 
Yeah, hold on, real quick. He dreams about <laughs> their kid, and so then he's just in the living room, yeah. and the parents are like, "Oh my gosh, what the?" And then then the nightmares come through. So, I think it's got a cool idea. Cool idea, but so the trailer that was in the preview like video that I saw was all these kids go like it's like a summer camp type thing. All these kids go without their phones, and then there's like a serial killer starts like hunting them. <laughs> we watched. Nope. <laughs> we have no idea. So. Different trailers. <laughs> no idea. Okay. That one was nobody sleeps tonight. Is the one Thomas is talking. The one we're about to talk about is before I wake. Mm-hmm. There huh. you go. So I got it right. Yeah, I guess so. I won something. <laughs> Yay, game, Thomas. It's not a game. It's, yeah. not a game. It is. It is to me. All right, if I, Thomas, one point. The rest of us zero. No, four. that was a huge stretch. Don't, <laughs> don't give him that. <laughs> I'm keeping track of it. Okay. And of course, the last one, which also wins for the best title ever, Big Octopus. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know I'm a fan of tentacle. but it looks pretty cool looks fun it's funny looks funny it's like a shark sharknado for foreign films yeah this is not a movie i want to watch like the beginning of it kind of looked like the beginning of like the meg or something i was like yeah Yeah, it's it's where i've seen this before it has a category and it's not a category i visit As soon as they show the shark jumping out of the water, Michael just put his ha- his head in his hand like he was like, "Oh." I was like, "Why?" The octopus talks or no. something. I like yeah. I like the white alien yeah. octopus. No, I like the English speaker. He's like, "Boss, I have the code." Yeah. I'm like, "What?" It, it reminded me of um, Chicken Little, the Disney movie. Because it's like a ba- they have the baby and like the mom's looking for it. Oh, is that what you is that yeah. what the premise is? I'm guessing that white one was the baby. Yeah, well, the the or the octopus with like the human looking head, or at least the eyes and stuff. It looked like an alien baby. Yeah, that's what I was. Saying. Well, I thought it was a Cthulhu movie at first. Cause oh yeah, the thumbnail was that face, and I was like, oh. Cthulhu, but I don't know. I missed like half of this. You guys are talking about stuff I don't remember. <laughs> it's okay, Alex. Just you don't need to. Octopus. It's just a big octopus and the a bunch of guys with guns. <laughs> I do want to draw back to the first trailer where he threw that. He was like chasing that grenade and t- jumped and threw it in the thing's mouth that was chasing him. I like that a lot. That was cool. That was cool. Don't remember that either. What? So moving on to news. Um,. Jonathan Majors of Lovecraft Country is rumored to be cast as Kang the Conqueror in Ant Man oh, yeah. Three. So that guy's huge. Kang is, and Kang is a huge threat on the Marvel comics, but it's kind of weird to see him in Ant Man Three. So is he going to be like a yeah. goofy kind of like the Mandalor? The Mandalor. Oh yeah. The Mandalor yeah. was. Um, <laughs> <laughs> kind of a bummer, but they did say Ant Man Three is supposed to be bigger than the first two movies, hmm. so maybe the stakes separate. And it makes sense because Kane's like literally bigger. Kane's from the future, so I guess that whole time stuff comes from Ant Man anyway. Um, already just kind of talked about that one. No, the Noah Howley's, I think that's what you say, Star Trek. Um, we don't know when that's going to be because it. Turns out Paramount's kind of done with Star Trek movies, so Dang. Um, it's on hold. But 
it was supposed to be about a virus um, that like attacks the or takes uh -huh. out the whole universe or something like that. So, and it, and it wasn't supposed to tie into regular trick until the very end. He said he was going to be like a surprise at the end. What ties into they're like a trick. virus. Let's uh, yeah. let's wait on this. Covid <laughs> <laughs> in space. I mean, I don't even. I don't even know where they are with Star Trek anymore. Like I gave up They're after space. Uh, the third. Like I said, Paramount <sighs> seems to be done with Star Trek movies. They say, and they're just gonna like focus on the shows for Texas. Uh, Tom Hardy is the rumored frontrunner to be the next Bond. What do you guys think? I I really want Idris Elba, man. I, I'm yeah, with you. That that. Really nah, he's so elegant and cool. It's like. Put that man in, yeah, he, in the 007. He could definitely get the love part of James Bond. It's hard to yeah. see. I mean, I know Tom Hardy could do it because, like, his Inception character, but it's just like, I don't know. It'll be interesting. I, I imagine his Bond would be like, do you remember This Is War? Yeah. Yeah. I like that character. Yeah. I like that Wait, movie. Wait, or This Means War? No, This Is War. Oh, This Means No, it's This Is War, I think. Oh, okay. is, that the, is that the Reese Witherspoon yeah. one? Now yeah. you got me questioning. I gotta this go look is it up. War? I'm looking it up. I'm looking it up. It's this is this is war. It's this is war. Yeah, this is war. This All means right. war. Uh, no one knows. <laughs> it's, no it's one knows anymore. To find out. <laughs> First of all, it's this means war. It came out in 2012. Boom, baby. That doesn't Boom. feel like 2012. I'm always right. He's always right. He I'm can't always right. stop he, he winning. He got another point right there. This uh, <laughs> Willis is rumored to, for a Marvel villain. Who? Bruce Willis. Really? Nice. Can we take a big guess? <laughs> the leader, maybe? <laughs> the leader. Bullshot uh, or Bullseye or whatever he's called. <laughs> <laughs> Marduk. So, remember kind of weird scene in Dark Knight Rises where Matthew Modine gets like, like shooting and then all of a sudden he's on the ground dead? Well, apparently that was going to be a lot more violent scene where Talia al Ghul kind of runs over him. <laughs> they kind of cut that out so they wouldn't get an R rating. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> Jeez. That scene always did bother me. It's just kind of weird that he's like, they just like cut up to him laying on the ground all of a sudden. Yeah, I don't remember that. I don't remember that. He's the cop member that goes to his house and is like, you got to come out here because you're a cop <laughs> and you promised to be with oh, us. Yeah. <laughs> Gotta see you in the dress blues. Yeah. <laughs> I try not uh, to think about that movie. <laughs> Nintendo is considering more movies uh, if Mario, do, the Mario 2022 CG movie does good. So we might be seeing a new Zelda movie with Tom Holland when we're huh. to play Leak. Oh, live action? Or, oh, no, I guess that doesn't probably mean it's live action. Yeah. Just voiced by him. Is Mario even still happening? I haven't heard a single thing yeah. in forever. Hear me out. Hear me out. What if, okay, they should make a Zelda movie, Wind Waker, with the kid from Jojo Rabbit, because that sounds delightful. <laughs> that would be that'd be wonderful. <laughs> oh, cool. I mean, all you'd hear him do is like, yeah, you know. <laughs> it's a movie he would talk. He would? I assume. Yes. You would right. have to. Yeah, of course. It'd be really hard not to have him talk. Well, is Mario? Alex talks I, I Mario faithful talks as perfect. Faithful as possible. <laughs> I want a fairy yelling at him the whole time. I just want footage from the game clipped into a movie. That's all I want. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, you know what, I'm sure you can find that on YouTube. You know what WB wants? They want Jim Carrey to play an older Joker. Oh, that would be really interesting. I think I'm, be interesting. I'm down for that. It'd be very interesting. His like darker role, bring his darker roles into it. I think it worked. That'd be yeah. wild. I don't Is think his... that'd be good for him. Probably not. He'd probably, probably not. Venture <laughs> on into Crazy Town, but yeah, further into Crazy Town, or the, or the people you, around him. You know what Joker he could do? The um, the last night run, where he's just the head. Head in the yeah. That would be good. His Riddler was terrible. Is that were the one where Batman, his Riddler Batman is classic. carries him on his belt? Yeah. Well, it's like in a bag okay. kind of thing. Okay. Uh, Ty Sheridan, who was Cyclops in the X-Men movies, the most recent ones, and Ready Player One, the main character. Mm-hmm. He's, got, he's rumored to play Broom Boy in the Ray Skywalker movie. <laughs> Spin-off movie. Broom Boy. Oh, oh, I see. In the race. <laughs> that's not his actual title. That's the kid. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm caught up now. I was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> oh, God. Hey, Broom Boy. He's my least favorite Star Wars <laughs> Do you think the there'll be, like, kids like that were born, that are, like, eight when that movie came out, and they're like, I always wanted to play Broom Boy. Yeah. That's <laughs> my dream. And then there is the kid that played Broom Boy, and he's a 40-year-old, like, drunk on the side of the road. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding, Broom Boy. I hope you have a successful life. Right. It could have been me. It could have been me. Broom uh, Boy has entered, like, the the sphere of, like, Marauder Shields and, like, that orc from Lord of the Rings. He has. He has. <laughs> he's ascended. Uh, so sad news: Black Widow's been moved to May seventh, twenty twenty one. So we longer wait for us. Mm-hmm. Jeez. And I think Eternals two was moved back too. So everything's pretty much pushed back for Marvel. I I'm happy about it if it'll be in theaters, which I assume it will. So. Uh, the Knives Out sequel will have an all new cast except for um, Craig, Daniel Craig. Oh. They're going to like a murder in the Orient Express kind of route. Yeah, he's. I guess they're falling on him, um, which makes sense because why would we want any of those awful people back? But <laughs> <laughs> um, it was weird because I was thinking about that movie, and then I saw this news. So I was like, <laughs> you willed it. <laughs> willed it. Um, so Sega, we're all waiting for that Sega universe to start. Since ever since Sonic, but they're thinking of turning Yakuza into a movie. Oh my! I knew it. Oh my! Cure you? What? <laughs> only if the script is good. They better keep the goofy stuff. That yeah. it should be a fifteen-minute scene where he's just playing arcade games yeah. or like <laughs> stupid stuff. I didn't know they owned uh, fishing, R- uh, RC cars. It's a fun. It's a fun story. It's just him and those little. He's protecting this little girl. So, a lot of chances for man. It's it's like a goofy man on fire. <laughs> uh, let's see, Aldis Hodge, who was the cop in in the Invisible Man that we reviewed a while back, he's going to play Hawkman in the Black Adam movie. That handsome, handsome man, gorgeous <laughs> man. Jared, why was he so handsome? So handsome. <laughs> so handsome. So handsome. Just saw this. The Christian Bale will cameo in the Flash if he gets Christopher Nolan's approval. Huh. 
That's <laughs> interesting. That'd be kind of. That'd be cool. He just beats up the Flash, I guess. <laughs> Who are you? <laughs> Where are um, the other dudes going? And finally, there was a trailer for WandaVision, which is a show, so it's not a movie, but kind of ties into the movies because um, a lot of people are saying there's a lot of House of M imagery in that trailer. If uh, I'm sure Jared knows what House of M is and stuff. I don't know if you guys do, but um, I saw an interesting theory that maybe we're living in the House of M. It's already happened. Maybe this series undoes it. Yeah. Mm, that's cool. Yeah, interesting theory. That's what I said Like when this came out. I was like, maybe our... Not when that came out, but I said maybe there will be a reverse House of M to bring mutants into the world. I don't know why you guys don't listen to me. You just listen to Alex all the time. <laughs> I don't even know what you guys are talking about. So, <laughs> so that's for the news for Hollywood. Um, you do want to be... What was I going to say? Sorry, kind of lost my trace. Um, spoilers <laughs> for everything we talk about from here on out. If you want to spoil yourself before the podcast, you can find us on Twitter. Um, Alex, what's the Twitter thing? Uh, house six movie pod. Uh, the house, sorry, house the number six underscore movie pod. You can see what movies we are going to do. We usually figure it out about a week ahead of time. If not, uh, we'll let you know. And then you can also follow us on Instagram. And that is house six underscore. The number six. The number six. All right. I, ha I had it up, but then I lost it. House six underscore movie podcast. And you can talk mm -hmm. to us there. Give us comments, critiques, um, yell at Alex for winning yeah. too much. Or just put in <laughs> when you beat Alex to the answer. Just tell us every time. Every time. And then uh, yeah. we should also, make an app where it's the <laughs> trivia game, but you play against Alex yeah. and he probably always wins. <laughs> It just cheats and never lets you also, win. Also, I, I uh, yeah, <laughs> I, want, I, I wanted to thank any anybody who actually followed us on Instagram in the last two weeks. We got like a twenty five uh, follows in Fair like enough. two weeks. So thank Fair you. Enough. I appreciate that. And Michael, what's going on with that's game stuff this month? Oh goodness, Joseph, way too much because we started that's game stuff at the beginning of September, which is our monthly gaming podcast where we talk about the news and what we've been playing. And it's supposed to be a monthly gaming podcast that turned into a weekly podcast because we've done reviews. We've talked about the breaking console news for this year. It's been crazy. But if you want to follow us there, it is That's Game Stuff on any podcast platform you listen to. Or uh, Michelangelo with three O's on YouTube. You can watch the video version there. Man, you uh, nailed that. I know, right? It felt good. Dang. <laughs> Not only can First you hear these take. beautiful voices, you can see their oh. beautiful faces. And we make lots of faces at each other. The whole You're listening time. to us on Spotify. Tell your Spotify friends so someday yeah. we will make the Spotify charts. Absolutely. Um, oh, and you know, guys, that, just I'm, follow us. On, follow, follow us on Twitter because I'm tired of Thomas. You know, he's got to be somewhere. <laughs> I mean, he's beat me on the Instagram. So that's you know, where Thomas got, is like, winning. Pretty soon, I'll have analytics. Oh, <laughs> dang! Also, please send in those voice clips if you want to be. Oh, yeah, absolutely. In the box voice of the week or by yeah. 
Give your impression of Brad Pitt from from that movie I've never seven. seen. Saying what's in the box. <laughs> Will Alex ever this watch man Seven? Wins every time. They <laughs> <laughs> don't even say what's in the box. They just say that. <laughs> also, just follow. They go like, "What's in the box, Alex?" So just follow us in person. We we would really love that. Yeah. <laughs> just keep me company. It's fine. <laughs> six feet. It's just social distance. Yeah, yeah. Just so. keep six feet. All right. Don't get too crazy. Yeah. So this week we watch the devil all the time. Um, I'm gonna turn it over to Thomas and see. Give us a little synopsis and tell us what you thought about the movie, Thomas. So, The Devil All the Time is a Netflix original movie. Uh, it stars Tom Holland as the main character. Uh, it's about a young man in the 1950s. And I love the names for the these towns, by the way. Um, Mead, spelled M-E-A-D-E. And Knock'em Stiff, Ohio. Yeah. <laughs> which, I like those that are one. real places. <laughs> um, and it's just about him getting in a set of situations where... Uh, there's a lot of, I don't want to give too much away before we actually get into it, but it's about like an abuse of power and religion over people. And it's like the concept of evil, uh, itself. So, mm-hmm. um, so yeah, uh, stars a lot of people. Rob- Robert Pattinson is in it. Uh, who else was in this movie? Uh, Bill Skarsgård, uh, Sebastian Stan, and there's one more. Uh, the guy who played... Sweet Tooth and It. You already said him. Oh, um, I didn't who's that him. other guy? Sweet Tooth. <laughs> who's that other guy? Um, which one? Who was the photographer guy? Did you say him? That's Bill Skarsgård. Oh, uh, no, that's no, the, no. That's, that's his dad. Photographer guy. He's uh, from like It Comes at Night and Planet of the Apes. And- oh yeah yeah, 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 yeah. That dude is. I thought that was his name actor. from the tra- trailer. My bad. I'll look it up uh, as you yeah, talk. He was also he was also in that Terminator Genesis movie. He played John Connor. Oh yeah, I forgot about um, that. <laughs> what the heck is his name? So yeah, it this was a, a interesting movie because over half of the cast is either English or Australian, and they're all doing these really really thick uh, Southern accents, super doing thick. that kind of stuff. And I was like. I was talking to Jared. I'm like, okay, they have like a rural accent, but people from Ohio don't talk like this. <laughs> and like, that town they, they did do. that thickly anyway. Jason Clark is his name. <laughs> Jason uh, yeah. Clark. Jason Clark, yeah. That's the guy's hmm. name. Um, so, yeah, that's the synopsis. Uh, Joseph, back to you. Well, tell us what you thought about it first. Oh, okay, me. <laughs> yeah. um, so... Uh, I think out of all three, I think I like this movie the most as it's a, I think it's a kind of a weird turnaround because I really enjoyed, uh, I think I'm thinking of ending things, which I know Jared has a whole spiel. So I'm not, I'm not going to spoil anything on that one, Spiels. Um, but I really like this one. Uh, I, uh, I've been kind of getting into some weird, uh, like noir books and stuff like that and this was based on a book which I, I didn't really know oh also in the 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 original author of the book was the narrator yeah that so, was cool that was kind of yeah. cool um so I, i've been in i've been getting into like some of these weird uh noir books like there's one that's like it's 
it's a series of books called uh, Bayou Noir. It's about like some crime investigations in Louisiana. Um, and this movie and this book falls under the category of hillbilly gothic, which is kind of a <laughs> kind of a cool hillbilly. way to describe it. <laughs> uh, and so I, I really enjoyed this movie. I, the performances were pretty good. Um, I think Robert Pattinson's accent, I think, was the best, which is really weird because he didn't work with the vocal coach. He just kind of like did it. Huh. And I was like, oh, it's kind of cool. Like, and he went like kind of um, higher pitched. It yeah. wasn't like his normal voice. Yeah. Like that was, yeah, was really cool. His normal voice. Um, but yeah, I, I really enjoyed this movie. Um, I thought the acting was really good. Bill Skarsgård was really good in this, even though his character is only in there for like uh, maybe 20 minutes at the very beginning. Um, it's just uh, the cinematography was really cool. I liked a lot of the lighting for it because a lot of it was dark, but it wasn't so dark that you couldn't see anything, which I don't know if it's a trend now where basically cinematography just means dark and shadows, but no actual like <laughs> camera movement. So, um, but yeah, I, I really enjoyed this movie. Um, Maybe it's just a niche that I really am just into right now, but I like the story. Uh, I liked how it, I mean, spoilers again for everything we talk about, but I kind of like how it ends on just a bit of a cliffhanger, but there are two possibilities. Um, you know, he, he had to go through all this crap and yet, you know, his life's not over. He's still got to live it. So we'll see. Um, yeah, I really like this movie. So... I'm going to hand it over to Michael. Me? How nice of you. Yeah, you. Um, This movie's fantastic. Like, Jared just gave me a look like this. I don't know what that means. But this movie is is one of the best. One of the, I got to tell Alex after watching the movie, because we try not to talk too much after we watch the movie, so we can share it here. But I was like, it's just the best all-round cast I've seen in so long. Like, there wasn't a person that I was like, oh, that's not like right. Even, like, the side characters, like, wow. This, like, just everyone was in their roles, and I believed every single person in this movie. And just, like you were talking about, Thomas, like, even though it is a super dark movie, super dark tone, I loved where they went with it. I loved the the, the, the places they... Cause, I mean, it is just depressing. Moment after moment in this movie is so... It, like It's just, like, keeps reminding this poor guy that, that nothing is good. And, it, like, like the theme he keeps bringing up, well, that all people are bad or whatever. Or whatever. He, I can't remember the, what the line was. but <laughs> Well, one of the things that me, I was, like, telling the, or Jared, I'm like, is every single person that this guy encounters a sexual pervert? <laughs> like, yeah. every single person, I swear. There was nothing to do back then, Thomas. Besides <laughs> be a not. predator. Yeah, that's, I mean, they were oh. bored, man. But Oh, my God. <clears throat> I, I, it's 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 a hard movie to put because it's a weird movie to say you like because of what it deals with and like the actual tones that it strikes. But I just feel like it was so well done in what they were trying to do and just kind of um, it's a weird way to describe that because it, it it could be argued that they're focusing on this and like oh why would you want to you know hide not highlight but make a movie about all this? But I feel like the the in this it was it, it to me it does it didn't feel like it was a movie that was trying to say hey this is all the world is like it didn't feel like a hateful movie it felt like like it felt like a movie that was trying to show hey there are bad people and they do bad things and like it, that's a weird way to put it i know but it just i feel like they did well, so well it, what they were trying to do it reminded me it reminded me and I, I don't know if you've read any of his stuff joseph but um Cormac McCarthy the guy that wrote uh 
the road and oh yeah uh no country for old men like he writes about these extremely bleak and horrible situations but the characters are they're so just well i don't want to say well-rounded but just you believe it like these are believable characters yeah that's and i think that's what i got from this movie yeah absolutely like following tom holland's characters i mean yeah, I feel like we you could probably tell because if you've seen the trailer, is who Tom Holland's character was like start at the beginning of the movie, and it's just kind of his his determination to keep moving forward no matter what happened to him, and just all of the scenarios they get into. I'm trying to just it's 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 like I said, it's such a weird movie to compliment and talk about in a sense, just with everything that happens. But like you were saying with Robert Pattinson, who did such a fantastic like he was probably my favorite, I think. But it's hard because Tom Holland, I feel like put it played his part so well like normally i see tom holland and i see tom holland when i'm watching a movie like i'm watching spider-man i see tom holland and his goofy tom holland is but this i'm like this is definitely the best acting i've seen tom holland do and what my favorite scenes were it's a weird satisfaction i got with the scenes because it's like it's like the the righteous justice the righteous vengeance almost whenever he's going and he would like beat up people and then it just kind of it's the it's the game of escalation especially with his character because he you see his dad, and he beats up the people like, this is what we do. We pick our time, we pick our moment. And then he goes and beats up those people, and then he ends up killing Robert Pattinson. It just goes from there, and it's ridiculous snowball effect. I don't know if it's like, maybe it's kind of trying to put that kind of, hey, violence begets, I don't know, violence begets violence. It's not a good analogy for this, but just like the growing snowball of what can happen in this sense. I don't know. I don't feel like I'm making any sense, but I like this movie a lot, no, is all I, I'm saying. I think, I think you nailed it. Yeah, it makes good. sense. Okay, good, because I feel like I'm just everywhere with it, but I, I like, I feel like this movie is really well done fantastically acted and extraordinarily well shot like some of the shots like man this is, i mean it wasn't yeah. it wasn't like like something like the revenant not, not something like scope and majesty you're seeing but just like the, the it was very well thought out and what it was doing i didn't feel like a scene was wasted in this movie but I'll, I'll leave it there yeah well no i like what you're saying about uh the escalation type stuff because what he was doing was just but he doesn't know Tom Holland's character doesn't know if he's doing something right or not. Yeah. So, uh, I, I did like that. Big me because even like, oh, go for Jared it. fell on the other opposite end of the like hate scale with this movie. So, <laughs> I, me, Alex, you should tell us what you thought of it first before we kind of rag on it. But go ahead. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Well, I hate this movie. Just kidding. Yeah. I don't hate this movie. <laughs> um. This movie, a uh, bit of a spoiler, but this movie and uh, I'm Thinking of Ending Things are both in the runners for my favorite movies of this year. I wow. love both uh, these movies. Uh, um, when I saw this movie, I was like, favorite movie of the year. And then we watched the, <laughs> next, the next night, we, or last night, yeah, we watched I'm Thinking of Ending Things. And I was like, well, who knows now? <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but like, yeah, this movie is awesome. Like Michael said, I didn't even think about how the, the whole cast just kills it until... He said that, and I thought back, and I was like, "There's even characters I kind of forgot about, like the guy that plays Dudley Dursley, yeah, a Harry, Harry something, yeah. Um, he, he was he was the guy that they first show with the camera that he killed his wife. Yeah, the original they, they, preacher guy, the original, uh, yeah, the original preacher guy and the original uh, uh, roadside pickup guy, um, model hitchh- hitchhiker. Thank you, Jesus. Um, and then, um. Yeah, but everyone like Robert Pattinson was awesome, and there's because it's a pretty long movie. I can't remember how About long. Two it was. hours fourteen. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it it, it gives the uh, like the kind of I've adopted Michael's like stamp of approval of like if you don't think about the time, 
or like when's this movie going to be over then you know that you at least was entertaining and uh there wasn't a moment in the over two hours of this movie that i was like oh gosh come on but uh yeah, I think personally, I just really, really dig things about re- religious fanaticism and like cultish stuff, even though this doesn't really fall under cultish, really. But that's why I was really excited for Midsommar. And uh, and this gave me kind of the same vibe of like, it's just people who are just going too far with their religious ideas. And uh so I think that's initially why I was the one who really wanted to watch this movie, just because of I like that idea. But uh, man, I totally agree with Michael. Like Tom Holland, you know, I usually tend to like the main character the most anyway. But uh, he just, I think he killed it. Like, because I kind of agree with Michael. Like when he when he's Spider Man, I I think he's a perfect Peter Parker. But I still see Tom Holland. Whereas in this, I didn't really see Tom Holland. I saw like I love that scene that was in the trailer where he has the hat on in the church. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's sitting behind him. And I didn't expect that uh, of him, like, going through and just telling his story. So well done. Oh, it was so well done. And seeing Robert Pattinson slowly realize, oh, too many similarities there here to be a coincidence. You're talking (laughs) about me, bro. And then um, I'm going to stop you real fast because at that scene, I was terrified that they weren't going to do that. Because he initially pulls out the gun and points it, and then he sits down. I was like, okay, because because yeah. I was like, because they had done so well, like I said, giving that satisfaction to his righteous vengeance, and yeah, I was like, yeah, I yeah. want them to play this out right, and they did it so well. Go ahead, sorry. Yeah, he he, uh, yeah, I totally agree. But there was a there was a moment in that scene because the trailer made it look like that it was going to be a, a battle throughout the whole movie between Robert Pattinson and Tom Holland, and that doesn't that isn't the case at all. Like in that church scene, I was like internally begging them to actually have him shoot him right there. Mm -hmm. And then to continue the story after that, I was like, please don't let this just be, Oh, he gets away somehow. And then, (laughs) and then, Oh, and then people don't believe Tom Holland. And anyway, but so I was really, really pleased that they did that. And, um, and I remember thinking throughout the whole movie, like, why are they showing this other guy and and, and that girl mm-hmm. just doing this weird stuff to people? And for a while, I don't even think I've told you this, Michael, but there was a moment that I thought that maybe Tom Holland in this timeline of the story, that this was kind of shown at different times and that Tom Holland was dead before you ever saw them. Huh. Because I remember that he pulled that gun on that guy, on the guy who plays Dudley. Harry something, which is kind of funny. His name's Harry, but um, at the beginning of the movie, he pulls the gun on him. And I was thinking back to that scene. I was like, what kind of gun was that? Cause I was curious oh. if it was Tom Holland's gun. So anyway, so I was, I was really pleased that that didn't end up being the case. Cause I didn't, I didn't want Tom Holland to die. <laughs> and it, it took forever for me to realize that that was, uh, that was Bucky. Oh, Sebastian Stan. It took me forever. Yeah. I think it's he's a little so, he's like clean shaven and he's a little little more overweight than he is in those movies. Yeah. Totally didn't realize. Yep. Originally it was supposed to be Chris Evans. Really? But he dropped out. Uh, oh, he would have been awesome. good yeah. too. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, that's kind of weird. Yeah. I, I feel like Chris Evans would have like stolen the show too much yeah. for such a small role. I'm kind of glad it was him and that he looked different. But anyway, I've said way too much. Love this movie. Move on. I agree with you. Tom Holland was awesome. I don't. I wouldn't mind if he won an award for this movie. Um, but basically, that's the only parts I like. Mm. Is basically the Tom Holland parts. Um, I have a big problem with the story. Um, 
but uh, I will say, like, the dad, too, I did like his, like Thomas said, the dad did a great job. Um, the actor who played his dad was great. I liked those scenes, too. So from him to Tom Holland's character is, like, the only part of the story I really liked. Um, what did what was your problems with that? I want to hear your problems before I go further. Okay. <laughs> I'm about to get a lot of hate towards these guys. Um, I thought this movie was incredibly boring. Um, I think I spoiled myself. When I saw the trailer, I thought it was going to be more cultish. I thought it was going to be mm. almost a psycho lot or... Uh, supernatural element to it like he was actually fighting the devil through a preacher or a corrupt preacher but um i'd argue tom holland wasn't the best actor in this but the guy who played his dad was, was or robert pattinson um i disagree that um tom holland actually acts better in spider-man especially in the first one when he's trapped under that rubble um, he's actually, True. he actually, um, conveys like a helpless child and helpless yeah. kid that Spider-Man would be. And in this, he was just the vengeful guy. He, I mean, a lot of, sh a lot of crap happens to him and I, um, understand that, but it was just the vengeful archetype. Um, I did like the whole Batman versus Spider-Man aspect. I, I like their interaction. The church scene you guys were talking about was very good. Um, yeah. I liked how he used his story as kind of his hint to tell Pattinson that I know what you did and you're going to pay for this. And um, I, I like the the mirrored um, aspect of his father and him beating up the boys. How it, And I would argue that it is violence begets violence that um, he learned that from his dad yeah. and yeah. His child, if he has a child, will probably learn it from him. Um, my issues with the story, it was kind of like a lame Pulp Fiction where you see... Yeah, that's what my... <laughs> where you see different it. stories coming together, but I didn't care about any of the stories besides Pattinson and um, Holland. I didn't care about the, the photographer and then the, the sheriff and his uh, sister. Mm. I didn't really care about that aspect. Um, but yeah, that's, that's probably my takeaway from this movie. I forgot which movie we were talking about, but Alex made a point of saying that coincidence is bad if it's all good for the hero. In this one, it's like coincidence is bad, even though it is bad, yeah. like everything's bad. Um, but like everything, kind of make a point, like everything intersects. They even say like in the beginning of the movie, hell. All these lights are connected. Um, but everything is, like, really convenient. And then it does do that Pulp Fiction thing that Jared's talking about where they want to pull all the threads together mm -hmm. at the end. But it just seems really cheap the way they do it. Um, it like, Pulp Fiction's, like, clever. And, you you know, you don't really see someone until they, like, run into each other. But this one... But you like, can also exactly. see evidence of their stories that are going to come together. And this, it was just like, boom. Yeah. Uh, and one thing I wanted to say real fast, sorry to interrupt you, Joseph, is that you guys said it was bleak. I didn't think it was bleak enough. Yeah, a lot of sh uh, crap happened to Tom Holland, but that's about that's about it besides the murders. Um, but I thought it could be a lot more bleak. I thought... Um, they kind of toned it down for net since it's a Netflix original movie, yeah. I guess. But I yeah. thought it could be a little more bleak. Yeah, it, 
it's just like the story was too derivative of a lot of things. Like he was trying to do Pulp Fiction, and he's trying to do like the Gothic um, horror stuff or goth the Southern Gothic stuff, like kind of like what Thomas was talking about. Like it reminds me of that Flannery O'Connor short story. I was good. Um, a good man is hard to find. If you guys have read that one, it, it kind of yeah. it is like he, the writer, was trying to um, you know pull all these things together. It was too hollow to like have deep meaning like those other things. Like um, William Faulkner's a big Southern Gothic writer too, and his stuff's kind of like this, where it's like dark and bad stuff happened we can't figure out why bad stuff's happening but um this this reminded me of a raymond carver story it's about these two guys who are just like talking like in their car and then they start flirting with this girl like it's a short story um and then literally like they're just talking and then it ends with like this uh the lines like well and then we beat her to death and then we buried her i was like Jeez. oh okay <laughs> yeah yeah, so, and then, like Jerry was saying, I didn't really care about the side characters, because it was just kind of seemed like they were an obstacle for Tom Holland to, like, his character to overcome. I think the whole movie was just saying, like, Tom Holland has to crawl himself out of this, like, pit of despair, which are these two towns, and then his family history. Um, like, at the end, like Thomas was saying, he has his... Um, he went through all this stuff, but then he still has a road open um, for him. And like Jared was saying, with the violence, if he gets violence, he could just go to Vietnam because, he, like he says, he's a good fighter. But he could probably, you probably think, well, he go there, he'll die because it's Vietnam, and there, a lot of people died in that. And I thought they were even going to go like a bleaker tone with like the guy that picked him up, kill him or oh, something, because yeah. all the time yeah. he's like falling asleep, and I'm like, oh, this guy's. <laughs> something but i'm kind of glad they didn't go that yeah. dark but oh. yeah because <laughs> that would it was the first it's the first time i've ever been happy to see a hippie because <laughs> i was like oh a hippie probably won't kill him <laughs> oh man I, of course, uh, the, the hippie that picks him up looks like charles manson though yeah yeah true <laughs> um that's uh, right no 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 finish your thought finish your thought um what was I going to say? <laughs> Go ahead. I can't remember. Hold on. Let me think about it. Um, what were you going to say? Like, I was going to say that I actually agree with everything you guys just said. Like, um, I didn't think about some of that, and that does that does make it interesting. I think that because your point about how the, the the side stuff that they show with the photographer and stuff, it's kind of totally pointless to have that in the movie. However, I think I still really like it, so I don't mind it. It's probably just a more personal thing, where it's just like... Um, it's like, we could have spent more time with Holland or Patter even Patterson, like, yeah. setting that up dynamic without that stuff, but... Um, yeah. And well, then that brings in the sheriff, because you got to have a part for him to play, too, so he's got to be that guy's, uh, or that girl's brother, so... Well, he, yeah. he was also the one that helped, or he found him whenever his dad killed himself. Yeah. 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 I uh, like said, yeah. the production was great. And I was going to say, like, the music does a real good mm. uh, job of building the tension in this one. Yeah. Yeah. I think my, my, my main, the only issue I have with this movie, like I said, I love this movie, but I still am undecided on the end, not with the hippie guy. Although I feel like they could have done better because I don't think they were trying to give you, does the hippie kill them? I think it could have been a yeah. little more 
pleasing if it was just an old couple or whatever that picked him up like oh here sonny take a seat in the back seat or something but anyway my i i, I was wondering because like i was talking about the whole time they gave such a satisfying uh redemption not redemption but that righteous where he would like you know he would take care of what he needed to with each of the things that every time i felt satisfied i was like yes okay yes it's violent and gruesome but that's what i what i wanted for his character to get revenge but then it comes to the end i didn't know how i felt about the end because i as it was leading up to where you know he goes back to his father's thing his the cop realizes he killed his sister and i i didn't know going into it i didn't know one who was going to die and i didn't know if i wanted them to fight and I still don't know if I wanted them to fight. Because the cop, I feel like they kind of gave him a little twist. I mean, yes, he was he, he's kind of like a dirty politician in the sense. So they kind of gave him that bad side there where, you know, he's trying to cover up his sister thing. Like, hey, let me do my thing and let me get be successful and powerful. But I feel like the turn was a little too strong to where he's like, oh, I'm going to go kill this kid because yeah, of this. Like, yeah, I, I kind of wanted them to just kind of come to agreeance and be like, hey. This has been garbage. Let's both just walk our separate ways. You're gonna go away. I'm gonna go away. We're gonna forget about this. I kind of, I kind of expected and wanted that to happen, but, but I do feel like um, Sebastian Stan. Oh dear, it just froze, didn't it? Yeah, sure. But you're in the living room. Okay. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> that was that was AT and T. That was not me. That was AT and T. Do you, you were frozen for a while. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if you can hear me. Yeah, yeah you were frozen for a while. You were just like, and then you were like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. AT and T went zero bars, then four bars. So that was not my fault. That was AT and T. All right. So he the was last inverted. thing we heard. <laughs> yeah. The last thing we you were, heard. Yeah. You wanted the uh, sheriff and Tom Holland to yeah. agree. Yeah, yeah. Tom, Tom. But I still feel like it gave um, a good good performances on both sides, and I liked kind of the just the the thought that tom holland put into his defense like i felt like was really well done just in like the sense of him hiding behind that log and getting just a slight peek out but still yeah. undecided on the ending but apart from that still loved it that's just my my only gripe with the movie yeah, yeah. I, yeah like so, I, said, I think i agree with everything you guys said except for it's just i personally liked the stories like that was the i agree with, I agree with jared like i i think it could have been totally cool if it was just a movie with him versus kind of uh robert pattinson and uh, and I do agree that also it could have been cool if it was more bleak, uh, or more. You say that, know, just but you, you. I feel like uh, hear me out. The bleakness out. of him, the the preacher killing his wife, was pretty bleak. <laughs> that's that's dark. Bleak. About yeah. as dark as you get. No, the darker stuff the... was the photographer guy. Like he was. But that's that like sick. Like, that that's like intended I'm, evil. I'm, like the preacher is just mi like twisted. Uh, that's a good it's point. so. Anyway, I'm sorry. Go ahead. It's a good point. Even I, like the preacher kind of gets a redemption at the end, which is kind of weird. Where yeah. he's like, "I'm not gonna do this. Oh, you know, yeah. just yeah. take me there right now." <laughs> um, Wait, I thought the was actually fitting with the dad, where um, he sees that um, soldier crucified. Yeah, and then that was yeah. Like, <laughs> and then what he does to the dog, I was like, "Why?" <laughs> yeah, oh, it, that was so dark. Jack, no. <laughs> That was oh yeah, that was that was dark. But it's just that desperation. Right, but the, the, spi the spider preacher. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, I wasn't a fan of I that. Had I had nightmares. <laughs> <laughs> no, thank you. There's big history with that, where like preachers would get bit by snakes and stuff like that. And so, it's crazy. Yeah. It's kind of falls into That's place, what... but it, 
There was a little bit of tragedy, which I thought was cool, is when um, the sister was going to commit suicide, but then at the end, oh, the narrator tells you oh, that she, like, um, she's good with it now, mm. that she could actually have the baby, and then... He's like, no one will know if she chose. <laughs> yeah. Crazy. Yeah, that's sad. Maybe so I just need to stop watching like horror movies because this was all pretty <laughs> tame. <to> you, <laughs> I don't think it's yeah. It's more like just if it's more horrifying if it was you were there. You yeah. know, it's like it's like that. It's not horrifying as in like it's oh, just so real. Demons everywhere. It's it's very real. I think that that's why I, that's why I like mm-hmm. I like things to not be. Uh, what's the word Jared used earlier? Supernatural. Um, supernatural. I like it whenever it is real because I don't know. It just supernatural can be really cheesy to me, and when I can connect to it as something real, that that can be more horrifying to me because it's like if you were in this situation, that's, like, like, that's why. Uh, real quick, the it, that's why I just love the religious fanaticism of stuff where like everyone's doing things in their mind because they, or not everyone, a lot of people are doing things in their mind because they think it's right, like Dudley. He was like, killed his wife because he thought God would have him resurrect her. And I was like, that was awesome. Yeah. Um, what? Did he killed her with the Phillips head screwdriver, too. So uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it did have yeah. a little bit of melodrama in it, though, that kind of reminded me of like stuff you would see on Lifetime, like those really long like Lifetime series or like on CBS oh, yeah. or something. <laughs> that like fill up the whole weekend make for some reason kind of reminded me of that but um I feel like it, um if they did something like um because the whole serial killer thing was just like i didn't care for it i think it shouldn't have even been in it besides that the sheriff's sister was a part of it but there's the whole ancestral thing so they could have just kept that instead of the serial killer thing but um Maybe just have like news clippings or like radio mm. like broadcasts about the serial killers in the region. That'd be interesting. Instead of actually having like a backstory or you get familiar with these characters. Yeah. That would yeah. be an interesting way to do it. Just kinda like in the no, background those you see two it. Characters, yeah. Yeah. Those two characters really like remind brought the Tarantino part up because they remind yeah. you of the like the people in the beginning of Pulp Fiction or um, Yeah. Honey Bunny and uh What's her name? What's his name? Yeah, those two. Yeah. <laughs> so, any last thoughts on the devil all the time? That's it for me. Nope. That's it for me. Why don't nope. we lighten things up and go to Michael with Enola Holmes? He's going to tell us what it's about. Look, go ahead, Michael. Enola Holmes is about Sherlock Holmes's young Sherlock Holmes's. That's weird to say. Younger sister. <laughs> she uh, was raised by their mother as they went off to do their. Him and Mycroft went off to do their big things, but then her mother leaves her on her, I don't think it was exactly 16th birthday, but she was 16, and leaves her with a bunch of clues as her mother went to go off to basically start a revolution for women's rights. So you follow, this movie follows Enola Holmes as she tries to find her mother, find her place in the world, as she doesn't feel fit in this, which I felt like, okay, we'll get we'll get to what I think in a second, but <laughs> she, she uh, goes off to basically try and discover um, where her mother went and in that gets wrapped into a crime case, if that's how you say that. Bad description, but anyway, you get the idea. It's following Enola Holmes as in her adventures, and I'm going to say this because I know you guys were poo-pooing on this. 
yesterday. <laughs> this movie is delightfully charming. I don't know what planet you're coming from. This movie, I was I was <laughs> grinning the whole time. It's not a great movie, but it's so charming. <laughs> I was like every like Millie Bobby Brown. I swear she could just she could do it. She could play anything like like and 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 it's believable. Like she she you, you, uh, starting from it's so weird. It's it's weird because I feel like this is the first child actor that I've seen grow up. Because I mean, you know, you you were a kid and you saw. Macaulay Culkin, but then it just you didn't really see. I didn't see him anymore, and I was also a kid. But like seeing this this uh, girl woman now is like just progressing so much. I mean, she was so good at the beginning of uh, Stranger Things, and then now in Enola Holmes, she just has that charisma and that charm that she can bring to a main character and just really just drive it home. Because like the plot in this is a it's it's just a Sherlock simple case plot, but. I feel like with the characters, the cast of Henry Cavill. I mean, come on, just, just I, I was trying. I was, after I watched the movie, I was trying to copy his just deep baritone and everything. It's just, just that charm that he just lathers on this screen when he's on. It's just, oh, it's everywhere. You can't even get out of it. There's charm everywhere. Oh gosh, but uh, <laughs> I don't know. Like this movie could have just been them roaming around talking, and I would have watched four hours of it. But I don't know. This this movie was delightful i like the twist they brought in with uh the it, it ended up being the grandmother with the cane you got the cane scene although that fight scene was very weird with the gun like very it was weird. well shot but like vi- no, vi- no, no 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 not well laid out but like like i liked i liked the visual look of it like in that hallway with the light and everything but like the actual choreography of what's going on where he's missing with a shotgun doesn't know where they are when he just saw them very silly and dumb but terrible only biggest note of this movie was that it was terrible but i like i like i like the visual look of the shot is what i mean just that nighttime hallway Okay, okay but yeah, I get, I get that. But this movie, from start to finish, like I love how she's talking to the camera the whole time and just her kind of like weird looks because she can pull it off. Like most people won't wouldn't be able to pull that off well, but how she interacts with the audience and everything is so it's it's even sometimes she doesn't even say anything, yeah, but her just, look is like hilarious. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah but like <laughs> it's just you you could, there's so many people that couldn't do that, and it was such a good fit for this movie because they know what this movie was. They knew this wasn't going to be an epic Sherlock movie. This was just a simple case of what they're trying to do, and I loved. It was very well done in the sense of, hey, we're going to introduce these things along the way, and this is going to use. I mean, I feel like the the scissor kick twist down was a little heavy handed of a like, right. hey, this is before and you see it later. But a lot of the stuff where she's doing the puzzles or just just laying out her training and showing it through, I thought they did a good sprinkling of it through that through this movie. But I don't know. I love the cast characters. It was, it was a fun ride for me. It was fun. That's all I got for now. <laughs> For now, <laughs> who are you gonna pass it off to, Michael? I don't know. It's Joseph, who's who's next? Okay. Um. Uh, who, who? Anyone else like really like this movie? I, I liked it. Yay! Okay. <laughs> I agree with Michael. I this is a very young adult movie. It's not. It's not for us. But I could see like a younger me really. In, uh, I enjoyed it. Um. <laughs> But I see the demographic they were going for, a younger crowd. Um, it was like, it reminded, me of, it reminded me of a lot of things. Like I said, when I saw the trailer, it reminded me of like a Nickelodeon movie. And how Michael was saying that the scissor kick thing, it reminded me of Here Comes the Boom. There's that one like one move that he needs to perfect. And then at the end you do, and it saves the day. Um, of course, Henry Cavill. Um that man just looks annoyed at everything. Every, when he acts, it's just like... <laughs> it's like you could be this, but, but you're not. But, <laughs> but you love him for it, because it's just... 
so uh, handsome. Uh, so charming. Uh, can't uh, handle it. Handsome. I can't handle uh, that it. Is actually getting sued because of Henry Cavill's performance as Sherlock in this one? Because I'm um, a state for Conan. Um, well, is um, saying that because the older Sherlock Holmes are in public domain, you can write about those mm-hmm. in anything you want. But the newer um, Sherlock Holmes stories are not in public domain, and those are the ones that show Sherlock that has a little more emotion. Huh. So because Henry Cavill's character um, is empathetic to Enola, and he, even at the end he says, like, I care about you, yeah. you know? They're saying, well, you can't do that because we have that uh, portrayal of Sherlock Holmes copyrighted, so they just want money. But yeah. I thought I would just throw that in. That is interesting. <laughs> And then a couple, uh, the one note, like I said, I I have two, but one doesn't, one's not much. But the whole, that fight scene, um, or when they go back to the estate and you, the whole reveal of the grandmother and they're fighting that bowler hat guy. <laughs> Great the actor. The dude has a gun. The dude has a gun, like a two-shot shotgun. He's shooting at them. He's out. Yeah. She is on the opposite side, waiting to attack him. She waits until he reloads <laughs> to attack him. I know. I was like, what are you doing? It's because we're so used to seeing the action hero. Oh, he's out front. Yeah. It bugged, yeah. It bugged me so much throughout the rest of the movie. It's like, why did she do that? Why didn't she just go? He, that kid didn't even need to get shot fakely. He fakely. Just, it was so stupid to me. But... um. And then the other the other note I had was like her teacher, her like uh, jujitsu teacher. Oh. She kind of like gets upset and like blames Sherlock for like privilege for no reason. Yeah. It like came out of nowhere to me. Yeah. He was just like, "Hey, where's the girl?" And she's like, "You've been privileged your whole life." And he's like, "I just thought like a little girl was. What are you talking about? I don't know where my sister is." <laughs> yeah, she's a bit aggressive. But I, I I enjoyed this movie. I knew what I was going in. Or what I was going to get going in. Um, it's like one of the easier episodes of Case Closed. It's just, <laughs> it's just fun. Um, uh, but I enjoyed it. Yeah, it's, it's. I wanted to enjoy it, but here's my problems. Okay, with that scene we're all talking about, yeah, what terrible. First, um, so this movie is for like preteens, you know, like it's fun adventures type movie. She straight up like murders this guy. She just like. That was dark. Pine it was an accident. <laughs> what was weird is that it looked like she killed him right when yeah. he hit his head yeah. on that yeah. pine cone. But then he like got like, up and said, "Screw you!" And then he went back to being dead. <laughs> it was just like a weird tone for a kids' movie, and, and it was a little long too. Like it got a little boring in places. I would say um, it was over two hours long. Yeah, yeah they, they long. needed to cut that down. A it little. did not need to. It did not need to be two hours. Oh. And then uh, I thought the fourth wall, while it was good, like you guys said, she had funny parts of it. I think it was a little overused at times. Um, like when she's walking into London the first time and she's talking and stuff, maybe just let her experience London instead of like telling us what she's thinking. And then um, the last thing was um, Mycroft um, was a big jerk in this one. Yeah. So yeah. used to the one on Robert Downey Jr.'s... Um, Stephen Fry mm. is it Stephen Fry? Yeah, yeah. I, I love that yeah, Mycroft. So yeah. <laughs> that's still my favorite Mycroft. But like, I wanted to watch, uh, like this movie because I love like the Great Mouse Detective and stuff like that. So maybe they can, you know, kid it next time if they have a sequel. Yeah. 
So what you what you, what do you think, Thomas? So I'm a really big fan of Sherlock Holmes. Um, I think everyone been is. reading them since I was like twelve. My granddad literally had like a volume, like a leatherback volume of Sherlock Holmes. He's like, read these, you'll like them. And I'm like, okay. And I read them. I was like, these are amazing. Um, I really didn't like this movie a lot because it's like the people that wrote this movie never read a Sherlock Holmes story. They just like knew who the characters kind of were and kind of had an approximation of what this was supposed to be like, but didn't actually know how to write these characters. Um, I, I didn't really have a huge problem with Enola because she, she is an original character. She's not from the Sherlock universe. Uh, mm-hmm. I think they had a younger brother, uh, Mycroft and Sherlock. I don't, they never had a sister though. Um, but it's an adaption of a novel. Yeah. I don't know if they, yeah. yeah. Cause them and the Sherlock TV show both took from those novel ideas. Yeah, no, no, I, I knew that. I knew that the, the sister is an original idea. So I really don't have a huge problem with her because I, I know they're trying to pander to a younger audience about, you know, you can be like Enola Holmes, that kind of stuff. Um, Jared, I did have a big problem with that shootout scene because she's supposed to be like as smart as Sherlock. And if you're that smart, you know when to run. I mean, <laughs> she, knew when to, she knew when to run every other time. It's like, no, no, no. We you gotta, could argue that she's inexperienced and that this is her first time dealing with that and she's scared. I guess. <laughs> but that the but, movie doesn't do a great job of showing her intelligence anyway, I would say. Yeah. All she really does is solve those problems, yeah. those little puzzles, which she's been yeah, since she yeah. was a kid. So. And then I, I had problems with that too. Is that she's, or Sherlock's like, well, she's like intelligent. You can tell that they're trying to hint that she's as smart as you know the two older brothers. But I never really got that. She's just kind of uh, I guess impetuous would be a way to say it. She's just, you know, she has a spirit. That's 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 cool. But she, they really don't show that she's super intelligent. Intelligence in this so movie is have... identifying plants. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> pretty much. Because even Sherlock's like, no, her or like, yeah. So, uh, also, Mycroft had a big problem with because he was just a douchebag and he's yeah. not like that of course mycroft is only in two stories i think in all of sherlock holmesdom um and he is very he's kind of callous but he is very protective of Holmes. and they're like mm-hmm. other parts in the the stories where you can tell that mycroft has had some kind of influence and he's uh, supposed to over, be like, even looking over home like smarter than yeah. Holmes, but he's yeah crazy. yeah they took him the other <laughs> direction in this one where they made him the like inferior yeah, jealous brother yeah, he's he's more intelligent than Sherlock, but he has he's completely apathetic and has no ambition is what they describe him as. And so he basically runs the British government, which is you know, I always kind of thought that was hilarious about one guy actually like pulling all the strings and but doing it so subtly that nothing ever progresses like in super, super like fashion. He's just too lazy. Um, so I, I had a really big problem with that because Mycroft is my favorite character in the Sherlock Holmesdom like verse uh, just because. Maybe it's the older brother thing. I don't know. But uh, I, I did have a problem with him just being this like super jealous bureaucrat that didn't do anything when in reality he does like a lot of stuff. He's just too lazy to do more than what he's capable of. Because Sherlock describes uh, Mycroft as 
being more intelligent than him, but he would also be the the greater detective or greater anything if he actually had any kind of ambition, and he doesn't. And so, I don't know. I had a problem with it. And I love Henry Cavill. I love Henry Cavill. The dude is like a nerd god. <laughs> and so, like, he, he's a he's a good representation of, of nerddom, but I didn't really care for him as Sherlock Holmes because Sherlock Holmes is supposed to be kind of a ragamuffin type guy. Like he's he's very charming, very charismatic, but he's not, you know, Henry Cavill. So, um, so I don't know. I I said a lot of problems with this movie. I read like when I was growing up, I went to the library and I bought that volume of like Sherlock Holmes, all the different stories. But Sherlock Holmes is to me like Batman. I like the different representations. I like the different Uh, like iterations of him. There's not one singular Sherlock to me like you, I feel, have, Thomas. And that's just me. That's just my opinion. I'm just saying. Kind kind of. But I also, like, I, I do appreciate when people do try trying to differ from Sherlock Holmes. Like, Benedict Cumberbatch is Sherlock Holmes and Robert Downey Jr. is Sherlock Holmes. Two vastly different, like, ways to play the character, but he's still Sherlock. He's still that character. He's super intelligent. He has faults. Uh, I didn't really see any faults with like, not that you know Henry Cavill has faults. I think the guy's perfect, but um, I don't know. I, I just I didn't see him as Sherlock. It just didn't really translate very well. So don't forget yeah. Colin Farrell's Sherlock. Colin Farrell, <laughs> he played Sherlock. Oh, not Colin Farrell. What's his name? Well, Will Farrell. Oh God. Oh, Will Farrell. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Like what? <laughs> oh my gosh! You know who oh, the most uh, Ian McKellen is also True. played Holmes. Oh yeah, old man. Sherlock. Old man. You know who the most Sherlock is to me is the Great Mouse Detective. Yeah, <laughs> it's hard to beat the Great Mouse Detective. Basil. <laughs> yeah. Alex, what do you think? Before you go out, me. I want to uh, just put what I think against the argument against this movie is. What we have, we, we, we have all of the, I mean, first of all, it wasn't a Sherlock Holmes movie. I, I understand where you're coming from, where you want to see the representation properly done of that character. But what my argument against all that would be, one, we have all of these movies or TV shows, whether you want to do the Robert Downey Jr. or the Benedict Cumberbatch TV show. We have all that. This isn't a Nola Holmes movie. and It is the first kind of Sherlock, or Holmes, I'm going to call it a Sherlock movie, a Holmes movie that is a family movie. I feel like if they were going to do a family movie, which I think, people want to do because Sherlock is such a big entity and property to do a family movie. They did it right. Not trying to make Sherlock the main character. Cause if they tried to make Sherlock the main character it would have been awful. So they chose to go with Enola, make Sherlock a side character. Still give him, I liked the moment where they gave him the deductive, the deducing, whatever. I liked the little quick snippet of that, but I feel like with what they did, trying to make a family Holmes movie, picking Enola and doing it that way was the right way to not tarnish what was before, but be able to do their own thing. So I appreciate that, like, because we have what we have, and then I like having this as, like I said, a family movie. Well said. Well said. Um, I really like this movie as well. Um, I had, definitely have a lot of problems. I think the biggest problem is the mystery isn't even that interesting. Mm. Um, although I do have to say, I do like the twist, because I yeah. legit didn't see it coming. I thought it maybe it would have been a... what. Was it his mom instead of the grandma? Oh, I thought it really? Was, when, it, when she was walking with the cane, in my head, I thought I remember his mom having the cane. So I was like, oh, it's her. And then I realized it was grandma. And I was like, oh, it was way off. But uh, but I like that because it 
because I, I was a total sucker as far as falling for the plot of being like, <laughs> oh, his uncle, uncle, that makes sense. That makes total sense. Cranky yeah, old uncle. British man. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, but even then, like before before the twist, like you don't really care about the mystery yeah, at all. <laughs> um, but kind of like what Michael's saying, that's not really the point in the movie. I think that Millie Bobby Brown, she's just adorable. <laughs> she's just adorable in this movie, and she, she nails it. And uh, as far as like, uh, yeah, I think I think that you could have shown her more, I don't know, detective-y and stuff. But this really just felt like a British door the explorer to me. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but uh, as far as like uh, Holmes is, I was going to say that about, or, or sorry, Sherlock and Mycroft. I was going to say that about Mycroft, about how the, he's like the worst part in this movie to me. Mm-hmm. And I really like that actor, which yeah. really sucked because I, I was looking forward to his take on it which it's not his fault that's the writing i guess but but it didn't fit i mean sure yeah different like jared was saying for sherlock sure i'm sure you can have different interpretations of mycroft but it's like this one it was so unappealing that because like like joe said i was going to bring that up like joe said like the in the because i've listened to the whole collection of sherlock as well and like he's just he can like joe was saying he's smarter than sherlock he can solve it faster he's just so lazy he doesn't care he's just like like there's times where sherlock will kind of go to him for like advice kind of on things because he i I don't know his pride kind of gets in the way that but uh so i really didn't like this interpretation because my favorite is the sherlock show that's my favorite mycroft i think he he at least nails the story version like the original story version so well um, but then, uh, Sherlock, I didn't, I, I could agree with Thomas, but at the same time, like, I don't think any Sherlock in live action has ever nailed Sherlock, even though I like all of them. Like, I think the closest is Benedict Cumberbatch because in the books, he is very callous, very insensitive. And in the, the Robert Downey Jr. Sherlock isn't really that way. He's kind of just smart and quirky. But uh, Benedict Cumberbatch is very callous, but even he doesn't nail it either. Because like uh, in the books, like Sherlock is very, very callous, very rude. But then he gets very bashful when he gets complimented. <laughs> like he he loves the attention when he gets it, but he also gets very sheepish. And it's it's this <laughs> weird quirk that has never been portrayed in any of the live action. But so saying all that, I'm fine with uh, Henry Cavill Sherlock because I I'm fine with there being like a little leeway in how you represent him. But also like Michael said, this isn't about him anyway. So it's like, I, I, I like, and maybe it is just a bias for Henry Cavill, but, but um, <laughs> yeah, the main problems is just the mystery wasn't interesting, at least till the end. Uh, that, 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 that corridor scene is just, it's just terrible. It's so it's one bad. Of the worst scenes I think I've ever seen. Like <laughs> I was watching it and I was just like, it's one of those times where you were like, it, this is what you came up with like because i was like i was like okay is he just he just can't see them and he's just shooting them <laughs> so I thought, but then it shows like his feet yeah. his feet are sticking out right there and he still can't see him <laughs> well, but it, in it's some so movies kind of like in lord of the rings when frodo's in shelob's cave you have to show the audience and they kind of convey that the characters can't see so i thought maybe that's what they were doing but even then like <coughs> He's just, uh, he's just, but it, it looks like he can see them. So I was just, that, that seems just terrible. Um, and uh, I loved 
those are pretty much my only problems, I think, with the movie. Um, I loved the breaking the fourth wall, except for the last line at the end of the movie. It was a little laid on thick where it was kind of like, I can't remember what she says, but it's kind of like, we were all going to keep trying to be better. Like It was like kind of in that kind of vibe. It. And I was just like, okay, okay, we get it. <laughs> it yeah. But uh, it, it kind of like made it out to me as like a message of like, everyone try your hardest <laughs> instead of like i think it should have been about enola holmes personal character growth instead of it being like we can all do this <laughs> but um but uh, like Dora Explorer. <laughs> yeah there you go yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> but uh besides all that i really enjoyed it i think she's just man uh, from the trailer it, it got it was exactly what i thought it would be from the trailer she's just nailing the charm nailing the i don't know i think she carried the movie so well the other guy, the the guy that she was into, I didn't really buy their love relationship, and I yeah. didn't really care for him either. He he just felt like, you know, a guy from One Direction that was just there to look pretty. I don't feel like I did bad, but, uh, but he he wasn't like standoutish at all. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I agree. Do better. Yeah, I, I didn't. Do I, he definitely wasn't bad. <laughs> but uh, that's pretty much all I have to say. It was it was very enjoyable, but. Uh, the story was not that interesting. Yeah. So. There were two scenes I did want to draw attention to was when Joseph was talking about the London <laughs> one where she was doing the fourth wall. But I feel like that's probably like one of my favorite depictions of going into London that I've ever seen because they really tried. It almost felt like a New York setting, which I mean, London would because it was so busy and so much going on around there. I don't know. Like I, just, I loved how they it just felt like a different kind of London whenever she was going around. Like you see like the Sherlock movies with uh, Robert Downey Jr. I never felt like. Like, I felt claustrophobic while that scene was happening. I, it, I, I really liked the way they portrayed that. And then the second scene I want to draw attention to was, I feel like it was one of the most important scenes to the movie in a weird way. I mean, it didn't really matter, but I, I don't know why I love, like, just this scene. I, I like this a lot. Okay, I'll say it first. The grandma, whenever they go through walking through the woods and she's talking about, which I guess was a, it was a hint to her being the bad guy, but, and she's talking about some people just don't see what's around. I mean, kind of, they put it in a sense of, an old person like, Hey, live in the moment perspective wise. But I love that scene so much just because of the, it reminded me a lot of the crown because the crown just amplifies us so well. And just like when you're watching the crown on Netflix, it's, it's, it puts across that whole just grandeur, but also individual perspective on how do, how do you say it? Just like British and the, the history that involves the British like empire or whatever, just like, like, like uh, the UK or whatever. But, I don't know how to put that in a sense of like honoring the history, but also growing. Like they, they struggle with that throughout, throughout the crown the entire time. And I felt like it was really done just in that, those few lines to the woods with her talking to the grandma, just like this young girl who's all about, you know, moving forward and change and doing good things. And the old woman who's lived her life and is like, see oh, the perspectives I thought were really well done there. I love that scene. Hmm. I don't really remember that scene. So dang. <laughs> <laughs> I remember I it being a very sweet scene. Yeah. Like she was trying yeah. to like comfort her. I hope if they make a second one, it's just like Spider Man Two. She's like struggling in London. No. <laughs> She's eating a hot dog and like one bite. Yeah. <laughs> Guys, are you ready to do to deduce some of my clues? Is the question. Oh. You're going down this time, Alex. Yeah, it's not happening. We're done. I'm gonna mute. I'm gonna kick him from the Discord if he even looks like he has an idea. He's out. I, He's out. I'd be very surprised if I get it. So shut your you mouth. Say you say that every time. You shut your mouth. Yeah, you say that every time. Totals are Alex with four points, 
Jared and Thomas, 0.5 points. Michael with the big goosey. Game we are talking about, of course, is Jared. Do you mind doing the honors? What's in the box? <laughs> What's in the box? It's my box, and it's an imaginary box, and I could fit the Titanic in there if I wanted, and I did. So this. <laughs> Why are you so proud of that? <laughs> it's a hard It's the Titanic. <laughs> Try and put it's that a in the box. Batman villain. So I got some clues, and you guys have to guess what's in my box. So are we ready, everyone? Yes. yes maybe. Yes. Yes. Okay. So. It's all about attitude, guys. I come in with a good attitude. <laughs> you guys got to be more funky. You didn't earn your attitude. Right. So this week, what's in my box first walked onto the screen in 1995. Oh, Jared, it's newer. So, uh, what's... Person in my box last name is Pride. The person in my box likes to play checkers. I don't know if that thing has a name. The person in my box has rosy cheeks. Is it the old man from the the short? No, he's playing chess. Never mind. Ignore me. It's, it's not. What's in my box is, um, or the person in my box is 15.8 inches tall, 15.9 inches tall with a hat. Stuart Little. Oh, I was about to say. Oh, you scared me. You scared me. (laughs) (laughs) What's in my box, or who's in my box has appeared in four films. I just said Stuart Little, but you said the last name was Pride. Never mind. Oh, I forgot about that clue. I forgot about that clue. What um, in my box? One of the first choices to voice this character was Billy Crystal. Hmm. <laughs> I'm gonna throw this out there. I have no idea. Jiminy Cricket is he? How old is he? It's Cricket. Oh, that yeah. was that's, what Pride. that's what I was like. He has to be way older. But I, do, I do, oh, Judd Pride. I keep forgetting right Pride. There in I keep forgetting. Okay, last clue. Last clue. In my or who's in my box has also been voiced by Jim Hanks. Jim Hanks. Woody? Yes, Woody. You got it, Jerry. Oh, nice. So Woody's official name is Sheriff Woody Pride. Really? His name is Uh, Pride? Oh my gosh. Uh, He likes checkers? That was like an anti clue, (laughs) Joseph. Him and the dog Slinky play checkers. Oh my good job! Wait, Very you nice. said Billy Crystal? Yeah, he was one of the first. Oh my gosh! To play. They even have a test reel. First choices. Yeah, I thought you said he was played by him. I was just <laughs> like, <laughs> no, first choices. And then Jim Hanks is uh, Tom Hanks's brother who voices him in like the cartoon and some of the shorts. Interesting. Uh. That makes Billy sense. Crystal would be a cool Woody. Yeah. <laughs> they actually have some like test footage, I think, where they put Billy Crystal's voice in Woody. Huh. YouTube. Huh. <laughs> Is that why they brought him back for Monsters Inc.? Yeah. Or brought him to Monsters Inc.? So another choice was Paul Newman, who they really wanted to be Woody too, but just because of he... Randy Newman. <laughs> <laughs> Very good, Jared. Your first oh. point. Your first whole point. Oh, one point five. At least it wasn't Alex. <laughs> <laughs> that, that makes sense because you said I don't feel as. Go for it. Go ahead. 
So I don't feel as bad for this one because I misread one of the clues. So that's on. That's my bad. Yeah. Yeah, my I brain was not in the right realm at all. Well, but that makes sense. Because you had well, four that, movies, and you said he first appeared in 1995. Yeah. I, I like yeah. it. Like when he said 1995, I'm like Pixar. I'm, I'm guessing those were good clues. Whenever you, together. whenever you mention height, I'm just like, what? yeah, I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> really? Huh? Yeah, with like Gizmo when he said he was like. 10 inches tall or something like that? Yeah. yeah I was just like... <laughs> what, what do you mean? Like, you have a hard time picturing what that is? Just, it just throws me off so hard. Yeah, okay. The pride the pride clue was a really good one, because that threw me yeah, off. That was a, I was going to say Kitty Pride, but I was like, I'm going to wait. Kitty, dude, yeah. <laughs> I, that, I, I, was I was thinking, thinking too. I'm like... I was about to say pride. Kitty Pride, then I remember 1995, and I was like, no, it can't be right. So, are we ready for our last movie? Jared, I believe you have some thoughts on um, I'm okay. thinking of ending things. So, I'll give a quick synopsis. Uh, base level, this movie is about a guy and his girlfriend on a road trip to go meet his parents. And that's basically it. Basically. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm, like I mentioned last time, I watched it back two weeks ago and i'm super excited to hear your guys thoughts or your interpretations um i personally really like this movie um like alex it's probably like the movie of the year for me well he has it's up against two with him but i think this is my movie of the year um so i've already talked about this movie and i just want to give up some i've now seen this twice and I thought I got all of it the first time. Um, so I wanted to watch it again to see if I got all the other pieces. So <clears throat> what I got from this movie is that it's all in the mind of Jack. Um, everything is the manifestation of the characters that we see from his parents. Um, that's like um, his perception of his parents, but all their like quirkiness, annoying aspects of them is heightened to the nth degree or whatever he um, thinks they are. And then um, his girlfriend in, it, in this was a girl he saw at a bar. They mentioned a story of how they met at a bar during a trivia night, and this is his perception of her. And probably he never even asked her out. Probably they never got together. Um, but this is what he imagines life with her would be like. Um, one, one part of the movie that got me, um, kind of confused, and this is my interpretation, is when they stop for the, the, the breezies or whatever you call them, the, the blurries. Blurs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, it confused me the first time of, like, why even have this? Like, what did the girls represent? But throughout the movie, Jack has issues with the word sissy, and that even when he look, she looks at the picture, she's like, who is that? And he's like, you can't tell, that's me. But then she's like, that's me. So he obviously has yeah. issues of being perceived as a girl or his dad probably told him he was a sissy and he that uh, more shy girl is the girl version of him or even how he perceives himself is feminine and not as masculine as he thinks. Um, one things that I just wanted to mention that I didn't last time is... Um, I love that Robert uh, Zemeckis uh, rom-com like oh, yeah. movie that the <laughs> janitor is watching. <laughs> yeah. um, that's I really like that. And then, um, of course, I did like the dance scene and the the little song he sings at the end. 
And then I just wanted to mention that um, the actor who plays Jack, um, of course, was in Breaking Bad. And that's the only thing I, I'll ever see him as is Todd from Breaking Bad. Yeah. And he conveys this weird like character of um, awkward, but you kind of like him, but he's a little too awkward, so you don't feel like comfortable with him. It's yeah. it's a weird character, but he plays it well. And then, um, so the last, um, the ending of this movie, not the surface level, is the whole movie is probably about ending things, suicide. Um, at the end of the movie, uh, you see the janitor strip stripped down in his uh, truck and he's probably gonna commit suicide by hypothermia or just being in his truck it's really cold and you kind of get the not the hint but it, it's kind of it's not a it's, Did you he's watch probably he's probably jack um yeah that's older jack all alone depressed and that's why he's thinking of ending things and that's his method of ending things um I thought this was a cool. Um, I, I love movies that make you think that it's just not surface level. That the more you watch it, the more you get things, the more you can unpack it. And I was excited that we were finally going to talk about it because I do want to hear your guys's um, perspectives of it and get what you guys thought of it. You so guys, that's it for did me. you guys watch the whole credits yeah. for this movie? Yeah. No. So you guys like at the end. Well, kind of. You guys know, like, hear the truck turn on. Mm. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, it could go it's... with your theory too. Mm. I always. Uh, I I didn't remember hearing the truck turn on. I always thought that that was a snowplow clearing the parking yeah, lot. That that's what I thought. Mm. I thought someone like found him. Is what I was. Thinking. And that's why it sounded like that the it was it was getting louder every once in a while because it sounded like it was getting closer to the where the camera is kind of, and then getting further away because it was plowing the snow but i don't know i don't know what the well, to watch it again <laughs> uh, <laughs> i'm sorry there's yeah. a couple other things um i just wanted to mention i found out on my second viewing this morning that um jesse what is his last name uh clemens clemens he's actually singing in the movie they didn't get like a oh wow nice. singer to do it nice. but he i was wondering that sounds like him yeah i was wondering and then, um, a... oh sorry go ahead no go ahead go ahead I was just, I was wondering if he was singing at the end because he sings earlier in the movie, and you know it's a little yeah. off because I think it's live, but it, yeah. but when he was singing earlier in the movie, I was like he has a good voice, so I thought that that might have been him at the end. Yeah, and then I um just wanted to say, <laughs> um, when they show Tony Collette like really old and like almost on her deathbed, she sounded like Salad Fingers from YouTube <laughs> that character. <laughs> <laughs> That's why you like this movie so much. <laughs> yes. It's Salad Fingers the movie. <laughs> but, um, yeah, let's unpack this. Uh, Josie, you want to go and tell me what you thought? Yeah, I like the movie. I liked it a lot. Um, like you, I, I, just, I just like conversational movies where people are just, like, talking. Especially, like, when they're in the car, I really like when they're just, like, discussing stuff. And um, he's talking about philosophy and poems and stuff like that and you know something's kind of weird because he's always like asking what are you thinking like 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 you said i i this is all probably happening in his head and like he never like you said he probably never really dated her because she says that at the end he says like uh, he, he was nothing to me it was just like this weird random instance um yeah, so and then I, her stories, her story, stories are always changing. 
Like yeah. when, he, when she mentions she grows up the first time, it's like a farmhouse, and then she mentions she grew up in an apartment. So you you know something's off. Yeah, and, and then like her... her story of how they meet to the sitcom. Yeah, yeah, it being the sitcom, and uh, it's almost like he's taking these instances. Like I think the bar, like you said, actually happened. But even when she's telling the story to his parents, she's like talking about how awkward he was. And then she laughs about it as if it's like him trying to convince himself that it was charming mm-hmm. through her. Mm-hmm. But anyway, go ahead, Joe. And I think you're like her um, major or professions change too. Like, yeah, she's like a physicist, uh, but then, times. yeah. And then she's like a poet and like, it's like An artist changes or, or yeah. Or, even like a different painter, scientist, yeah. I think. Like she's a herpetologist or something like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I, that she's a waiter and yeah. she's everything. Really, man. Oh yeah, she was a waiter. Yeah. I really like that aspect of the film where you can't like it's an unreliable narrator, so you don't know what the heck um, who's like honest, who's not honest, what's going on. I, I really like when movies do that. Um, plus, I I think I got a little. I didn't like this movie as much as I could just because I was a little spoiled because I read about the ending of the novel, which I think is a little different from the movie. Because um, huh. I kept expecting something like really bad to happen, but instead we get that like, dance scene. Like, <laughs> so I was like, whoa, this is different. Because <laughs> um, <laughs> like, I think at the end of the novel they said like someone ends up killing people at the school or something like that. So and like two old guys are talking about it. Um, so it was it it was kind of like spoiled myself, but I also enjoyed like the like shock of what the movie how the movie ended instead. Where it was like, well, this is really this is really going like Charlie Kaufman off the walls stuff. <laughs> um, but like yeah, like you're saying, the performances are great. The um, guy Clemens, uh, his he was really good in it. He, um, I don't think movies do that a lot where they kind of get, they don't get into the main character's head right away, even though it's all in his head, but they don't like really focus on him. It's all the girl, the whole, like when they're driving to the parents and even when they get to the parents, it's like her experience. Like someone outside is looking into his mind and like trying to figure out what's going on with this guy. Like she's like diagnosing him or something like that. Um, I, I, wanted to mention, really cool. I wanted to mention the actor uh, David Lewis or Lewis. Or I don't know how to say it. Thulis, I think. Thulis. Oh yeah. yeah. Him and um, Tony Collette did a great job of yeah. portraying a character at different stages of age. Yeah. Um, she go like you see her when she's younger. She's a little more like energetic, more um, a little more hyper, I guess. And then as it goes on, she can you can see her training. And same with um, David. Um, Thuis or whatever. I, yeah, did the same thing. Because um, when an actor, like sometimes when an actor plays like an old person, they don't get like tired energy. They just play it as them, old, I guess. Yeah. But they did a really good job in this. Yeah. And even when they're just like before the movie takes a turn to like the more fantastical part, um, when they're just like eating with her and. They're just like awkward parents. Like this would be a whole awkward date that would really happen in real life. <laughs> like you're just like, oh, I want to get out of here as fast as I can, you know. <laughs> it's more than awkward. It looks like he's like keeping them captive there or something. Like <laughs> <laughs> even her waving at the window. Like oh yeah, 
<laughs> her stop it's like oh my gosh so well, and then the, the the dog is like super weird because it's just like shaking like more than a dog. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah this movie like really like just like don't know what to expect. Um, it's really like got this creepiness, but you're not like I don't know if I was really scared for anyone to like die or anything like that. But it's it's it always on the like, branch of becoming like a horror movie, but yeah. it never actually goes there. Yeah good description of it so what you guys uh why don't we go to alex what do you, what you think i was gonna say can i go please yeah. <laughs> um i this was, i said that this was a toss-up between that and uh devil all the time, all the time. which it still it still is but uh, i'm not just saying this because of what we talked about but i <laughs> as soon as i saw this movie I was like this is probably gonna beat it out it's my favorite movie this year but uh because this gave me like a lot of mother vibes mm-hmm. i can't remember if you guys have seen that but um and uh yeah everything that you guys were talking about like jared was talking about how that uh he's like the the, his girlfriend is the more because i i got everything you did from jared as well like from this like i totally thought that you know this is clearly the janitor and that all these people were in his head and i think jack is him when he's younger um because even when they go she goes in the basement she opens up the washer it's his uniform pulls out the yeah yeah um but like even uh you talking about how that him struggling with his like uh sissy which I actually didn't catch that that was a good catch yeah I didn't catch that first um but it, it makes sense because even it when they're in the car on the way to their parents' house he's talking about musicals but saying oh I'm not really into them and then he but lists, he lists like, like a million of them and he knows <laughs> all the lyrics and all that stuff and I was like you can tell that he's like it's into me that stuff. <laughs> yeah yeah well it's all, probably all of us but most of us but uh. But even at the end, like whenever he in the school, he he's framing that scene between the two people as a musical, which clearly shows that he's just his head's in the clouds. And um, of course, he I, I don't know if he deals with like multiple personality disorder or I don't think so. I think that it's just him struggling with. Yeah, that he has that because I think that he is into women, but he has that more feminine side too. And, um, cause like you're talking about Joe had it, I think you said at the end of the book that he ends up like killing people at the school or whatever. I don't know. It's kind of like hard to figure out if it's him or someone else that's yeah. killed someone, but they say something even, tragic has happened at the school. Right. Cause even in the, even in the musical, like that guy dies, like he gets stabbed and he's like yeah. pulling out the red ribbon to represent that. But, uh, yeah, I, I, I loved dude talking about his parents' performance. Like, Almost immediately, Michael and I were like, is that Lupin? Like, Professor Lupin for Harry Potter that it's David Thewlis? And then we were both like, no. Yeah? We couldn't tell. And I I know I've seen that mom from something. I can't think of what it is. Do you guys know? Hereditary? I didn't see that. Um, Um, It doesn't matter. Um, But (laughs) what's funny is that, like, Kind of like Jerry was saying, this like borders on a horror movie in a lot of ways, but it's not. Like I, I wasn't even as comfortable as like I was really uncomfortable watching Mother. I wasn't that uncomfortable watching this, but it had a little bit of that. But at the same time, Michael and I were laughing throughout the whole movie, like, <laughs> and not making fun of it. Like every every single line David Thewlis said, we were cracking up. Like he was hilarious. Um, 
child's bed. Man from <laughs> <laughs> like, we're, we're not we're not so old fashioned that we you know we we have a problem oh, yeah. with you guys poking each other or whatever he says. <laughs> yeah, word, but oh, did he? Yeah, oh, see, several I times. Didn't even, uh, I was laughing at what he said. I didn't I didn't catch half of what he said. <laughs> like, uh, this was yeah. one movie where I was, I was kind of tempted to throw on subtitles. His manner is just because great. of him. Just do it. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, one of my friends watched this before I saw it, and he was curious what I thought because uh, a different friend recommended that Under the Silver Lake because he knows I like weird stuff. Yeah. And you know I hated that movie, and then uh, and then this movie, my other friend recommended it that I watch it, and he's like, I'm curious what you think because he thought I wouldn't like Under the Silver Lake either, but he thought I would like this, and because uh, I was definitely one to. Like this is the definitely the weird that I like, where it's like unnervingly weird, as opposed to just hippie weird. But uh, it, it, like at the beginning, I was curious because he he was curious if I wouldn't like it just because it's so artsy. In the beginning, yeah, she's like super melodramatic with her poems and stuff, and like, and uh, so I was like, ah, I don't know, we'll, we'll see. But but like Joe, like I, those ended up being like some of my favorite scenes, and then especially when they get to the house and like all the scenes start changing where she turns around in the living room and they're all gone. And then like, that's where it really reminded me of mother. Cause like, she's walking around the house and like walking into different scenes where they're different ages and all this stuff. But, uh, one thing I loved about this movie is the kind of puzzle to try and find out what's going on. And then you finally kind of clicks. You're like, Oh, this is all in his head. And he's that, uh, that that janitor because this is kind of like devil all the time where there's a side character that i do actually feel like really was necessary whereas even though i like the side stuff in devil all the time i don't think it was ne necessarily necessary but but uh I'm trying to think of anything else now i'm drawing a blank i need to make notes like jared uh yeah i'll think of other things whoever wants to go you want to go for it thomas you want me i'll go for it so has anybody still seen, or has anybody yet yet to see, uh, uh, being John Malkovich? I really meant to watch you. I promise, I meant to. I promise, I'm gonna watch it. <laughs> but no, I did not. Killing me. I know. I'm so sorry. <laughs> so, like, I, I haven't really like watched any of Charlie Kaufman stuff like until like like this year, basically. I don't know why, but it's taken me forever to find it. I guess. Um. This dude has like a really good hold on what I want to see in a movie. Um, it's just his his ideas are very original because I would have never th thought to make this book into a movie. Like I don't think it would work. In fact, like I started the book like a year ago because I liked the way the cover looked. I thought it was really cool. It's a bunch of snow heading into a uh, a windshield. Like, That's oh cool. yeah, you talked about this. That's yeah. Interesting. Um, and I hate when Amazon changes the book from its original cover to the movie cover. Oh, yeah, it's always so worse. Yeah. <laughs> it's the worst. But anyway, I started this book. Uh, I really couldn't get into the headspace um, to actually like finish this because it was just it was a little too. It wasn't just like weird. It was just it was something hard for me to like wrap my mind around. Um, so when I saw that they were actually going to be doing the movie. I was like, oh, wow. Charlie Kaufman. Oh, wow. Okay. Good person to do that. Um, I like adaption. So this movie, 
Yeah, no, I, I watched Adaption too. I was like, this, I had to buy it. I was like, I don't care. I'll watch this to the end of time now. Um, this movie was just, it was so, it was so unique. I really liked this movie. Um, something I wanted to say about like the girl, like I, like what Alex was saying about the multiple personality disorder. I don't think that the girl was actually a personality. It was the idea of the girl because whatever, whatever she was, was what he probably wanted in a girlfriend or a partner at one point in his life. Like, Oh, when he was younger, I'll go for it. Even mentioned something about the idealized woman when he's um, reading one Mm -hmm. of the poem collections. And I think that's what he's projecting on her. True. Yeah. And what's and, really and interesting about I'm sorry, real quick. Uh, what's really interesting about that is that I think that even he's idealizing her, but then his self hatred is represented in her being bored with him and thinking that he's not right. worth this relationship. God, that's so cool. Anyway, continue. Yeah. <laughs> well, and that's part of like the dinner scene too. Is that the uh, the his parents are trying to figure out why she's with him, and she's trying to justify why she's with him through like these quirky like anecdotes that really aren't that pleasant to listen to. Um, and even like his, his self-hatred and stuff is also kind of like represented in his, uh, the way he talks about things. Cause he's, he's obviously intelligent. Like he really is. Cause all this is taking place inside his head. The thing is he doesn't know how to project all this stuff that he knows into an actual conversation. And so it just seems like he's rambling, which like in that car, he, rambles on for like a long time but so does she like that poem i was like because not to brag i'm a published poet now um but there's that point where like poetry stops stops becoming poetry and it just becomes nonsensical and when she was like like reciting the poem like the first part was like this is actually kind of cool and then it kept going and really, I didn't pay attention to it. I just liked her voice, like when she was <laughs> oh, really? reciting it. So that's just what I was kind of listening well, to. Is just her voice part, part of <laughs> part of what the poem is is that she is just basically like upset with how she is in existence, and there was no like uh, ending to it. It was just that. But that was part of the poem was that her existence didn't have an end or a, a significant end. It was just she, there. She was describing a very mundane life and then just describing yeah. where it's going and that it never stops. Yeah, I kind of right. I kind of went a little bit the opposite way where like at the beginning of the poem I thought it was a little melodramatic even though I got what she was saying. But then it kept going and it felt so it felt very emblematic of the way that I think people actually think where it's like, you know, poems especially if they're short, they tend to encapsulate an idea and it's like oh yeah this is exactly how this person want to convey that whereas this poem was so meandering and it's just like it kind of shows how that people don't really know what they think that they're trying to figure it out that's the whole point thinking is trying to figure out where you stand and what you feel and and that's what i liked about it where it was just kind of just like i'm trying that's what that, that poet seemed to say is it's right. like i'm really and- trying to understand myself and i can't Right, and, and that's what I mean by that. It just keeps going. Is it, it's it stops being a poem and it becomes a monologue, yeah. basically. Is that it stops being something that she tries to write down and said instead it turns into her just her thoughts. And yeah. so, yeah, it's just this movie was so so good. Like, uh, I think probably my favorite scene was the dance scene. 
because that was one it came out of nowhere which i thought was <laughs> awesome because i love when i love when like just a random thing will happen in a movie that's almost nonsensical but it has a point to it um and i, I kind of got this from the first time i saw it because because we're, we're all in agreement that jack and the janitor are basically the older and younger version, right? Yeah. 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 I think that's clear. Right. So for me, when he was like, when the janitor was stabbing Jack's, or sorry, the dancing janitor, that sounds weird, uh, was stabbing the dancer that represents Jack. He's basically killing his uh, hopes and his ambitions. And he's accepting of what he is now. And the fact that he's probably going to kill himself. Um, but yeah, this, this movie was so good. I think my favorite shot in the whole movie was when they're driving up to the to the high school and he's describing, you know, the high school like, oh, it's got like this many classrooms, bathrooms, oh, yeah. gymnasium. And she's like, oh, yeah, you really know this. It's like, I know it's like the back of my hand and it turns to the his hand. Uh, is all decrepit and yeah, that's when you really know. Back to yeah. Him. yeah, I was like, that was a good scene yeah i do like her in that scene too where she's like i grew up on a farm i went to a farm, like a high school like yeah. this why is this why is this road right. so long <laughs> like i wonder what part. that meant now that i think about it that was she was like kind of panicking in that scene mm -hmm. huh anyway don't know me to watch it again yeah yeah, thing, I, I'm definitely gonna watch this again. One thing I wanted to mention: there's even some short animation in this movie. Um, the whole yeah. like oh, uh, yeah. commercial for the Blizzard place, mm -hmm. and then oh, yeah. the little pig, pig which yeah. I thought was really cool. I like it. It was like old like Merry Melody kind of animation yeah. or something like that. Kind of shows that he does have his head in the clouds a little bit, but he even mentions in one part where he's like, "I maybe I do watch too much movies," mm. and so it kind of bleeds into his mind. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, also, the the ending scene is when, like, when he's accepting the Nobel Prize. I was like, "Is this from a beautiful mind?" <laughs> and then he does like the monologue. I'm like, "This is from a beautiful mind." No, I've and, never seen that. So. Oh, you haven't? No. Nope. Yeah, it's an interesting movie. Uh, Bag floats. In, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but yeah, that's me. Still have Michael. What do you think, Michael? This is going to get interesting. Um, I didn't see it from that perspective uh -oh. at all. Oh, no. no, I, 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 oh. I didn't dislike the movie. I can't say I liked oh. this movie. I enjoyed the movie, yes, but I saw it from her perspective through the whole thing, from beginning to end, like, huh. like as she was the main character. Which I'm not like, like it literally didn't even cross my mind until you said it, Jared. I was like, I had, like that's so why I was like, I kind of want everyone to go because I want to hear because that makes a lot of sense for it to be him. But that's not how I saw this movie at all. Um, really? Yeah, that not at all. So that's crazy. very interesting. Um, <laughs> this was, I mean, Cause, yeah, because she just like disappears. But yeah, it's it, it was an interesting. Oh man, this this movie was hard. Very hard for me to figure out. I, I, I don't. I'm not saying. I don't think I have to figure it out at all. I think what you guys say makes way more sense than what's going on in my head right now. <laughs> <laughs> but I saw this in a sense of more. She was struggling with, because uh, it, it it bounces so much back and forth between like her choices and what like like what I what I saw. It really hit me whenever she was in the house and you start seeing the aged one or the old younger one. I it from my point of view, it looked as though she was seeing like 
in the moment that she was in, in the in the choices she had made, because she kept saying, "Why do I keep saying yes? Why do I keep saying yes? What am I doing? Why am I doing this?" Like it was all about her choices, and she was seeing the times, just basically time, really. From like, it's an interesting thing you brought up because the whole movie, you know, you you hear that title, "I'm thinking of ending things," and you think, "Okay, you know what this movie's about," and the whole movie, I was like, "I don't know if that's what this movie's about," because it's, I mean, it, I think yes, that is part of it, but it's also. It's also thinking about the beginning of end of things in my mind of how I saw it, because she, she, she thinks about. It's so hard. It's so weird because you guys are. I'm trying to incorporate everything you guys just said, because she, she sees. Just, oh gosh, I'm trying to help. I'm trying. I'm trying hard here. Well, while you think we've opened me, his mind, I, I can I can say something while you think. Uh, even that title uh, for at first, yeah, I thought, oh, this is clearly about killing yourself or, or like giving up hope or whatever. But then when they're in the car on the way to his parents' place, I thought, oh, she's just thinking of anything's between them. Yeah. So it's kind of cool how they were even with the title messing with you. So anyway, yeah. Yeah, it's it just my my perspective was her and just her her she was almost in a fork of many row or many different ways she could go. It was it was almost her choice of where she's going to go forward, and she was seeing the end result of each of these things, or she was saying like for him in instance, like I believe, yes, he was the janitor, but then also showed him, you know, on stage with all that success. And I feel like she was seeing the possibilities of that path of where it would go. And she was also seeing when she was in the house, I feel like that's where it kind of hinted to me that it was her thinking about both directions of where everything ended up and where everything came back. She was always stuck in that house. That's what bothered me. I was like, why are they always stuck in this house? She's like, she, they would end up being there taking care of these people who were obviously mentally, um, ill or whatever and so it was just her her piecing together like my next choice maybe it's a lot of self-reflection because it's kind of how I think honestly and she was piecing together like if I made this next choice each choice she made what were the consequences of it where did they come from and where did they end up so it, it, like her saying I'm thinking of ending things is like where are the a ends of each of these things I'm deciding and also in the sense of like that's so much I'm thinking of ending things in the suicide uh, side of things so like because you could, like, that's, that's how I saw her. I saw her so overwhelmed through this entire movie of, I can't take care of this old woman forever. I don't want to be that. I don't want to be stuck with this guy who I don't even know in her mind of, like, we don't know each other. He could end up being a janitor. He could end up being a, a, a genius phys physician or what the, what the heck the word I'm trying to say. But it's... Physicist. Physicist, thank you. I'm, like, getting confused like they were in the movie. Um, <laughs> yeah. And I, that, I mean, the man kept the man knows all of the genius version of the board game. There you so. go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was that was, that was good. it's genius. <laughs> but that's that's where I was I was so drawn or because you guys kept saying she kept changing like you know her career path and so that's where I was going like is she she's like oh if I do this then I'm gonna end up here if I do this I'm gonna end up to a poet or where do I want to end up with the choices that I'm making like it just felt like. Like she was having a midlife crisis of just culmination of all of her choices right now need to mean something because where she ends up is what she chooses right now. That's kind of how this whole movie wrapped around in my head. And I know that's very far from where you guys were because you were seeing from his, which I see from his point of view, that makes probably more, more sense to me. But like I couldn't not see this movie from her point of view because not only are they you hearing her narrate it and everything, but just that's the, the um, yeah, I mean, but does that even make any sense to you guys? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, I think, I think, I right think because even yeah, even if she's not like a real person, she's an aspect of his mind about like what went wrong in his life. Um, I think that like she's probably the more 
his more intelligent side than what um, he is actually in the movie. Um, like for me, his character is more like um, mindset of someone that's like has extreme social anxiety. But like he's saying, like my relationships could be better. I could have relationships if I wasn't this way. If I wasn't so weird, or if I could communicate better. But um, she's also a part of his, uh, an aspect of his mind, of his, like, dreams. Like, he, he loves art. He also, he loves science, too. And he's, like, thinking, like, this is what I could have been. This is, I could have been a scientist. I could have been a painter. You know, um, these are my loves and stuff. And I do know how to communicate to people. Because I think you see that a little bit at the end where she meets the older um janitor um mm -hmm. his older self and the um interaction they have is fine like he just seems like a sweet old guy to her yeah. and i think that's like what really he is um he's so down on himself for being so awkward but other people just see him as just like a you know a nice guy yeah yeah um after talking to you guys here's some things that kind of came up that i got from your conversations I like what Thomas and Joseph were um, touching on with she is the ideal woman in his mind. Um, but even then, she still um, is kind of hard on him and that kind of puts him down. So it's like even at even his ideal woman, he's so down on himself that that ideal woman is still making fun of him or like putting him down. Um, I've, I've honestly had feelings like that. Like, why would this person be with me? Like, even yeah. when you have something good going on, you still see the bad that could come from it. So I really like that you guys touched on that. Um, there was another thing, but it just escaped my mind. <laughs> so I'll let someone else talk. Uh, I think that you're absolutely right, Michael, but I think that kind of what, what they're saying is that that's exactly what he thinks she would think if she was with him is that she would mm. be regretful or like be like i've got all these paths with you and i don't like any of them kind of thing and well she probably doesn't like any of her paths well period, i mean i think she liked the one where he ended up being successful but that was the choice between right yeah true, she's true. like a plot she's the first one to stand up and start clapping yeah so i think i think you're absolutely right but all of that is fabricated in his yeah. mind yeah. putting himself in her shoes it's so interesting because i literally didn't even even contemplate that at all until now yeah. Well, it's funny, Michael, um, after hearing you talk, um, my original uh, viewing of this movie, I thought it was going to be about time and mm. her going through different periods of her time. Oh, interesting. Um, Just kind of so it's kind of like what you were going. Yes. Yeah, so I could honestly see your um, uh, mindset going through the movie because that's kind of what I thought in the beginning mm. of my first viewing. Yeah, it's definitely one I want to watch it again just to see where all this lies because I was thinking back on the house and how because they never really put together why there's like the the scratchy scratchies in the basement's bad. Oh yeah, because oh, yeah. it, 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 it in my mind it kind of feels like that kind of like just re uh, physical representation of hey you don't I don't know the guy I'm with and that my fears are what I don't know about him like kind of like I feel like in 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 my mind of her mind she put that house into such a, like it almost felt like a horror film because it was so unknown and so fearful of what could come of mm. who these people were. And like, I've only known this guy for six weeks is what they said. It's like, what am I doing? Yeah. Like, yeah, that's kind of where I was going with that. But That's moving a little fast. Six weeks yeah. and already meeting the yeah. parents? Yeah. Whoa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In a blizzard? It's like, go home. 
I think I think that. Well, uh, that... Go ahead, Thomas. You haven't talked much. Well, something that Alex kind of talked or talked about a little bit was about her. Um, about not only is she like the ideal woman, but she's also his like fears about you know what happens if you know I enter enter a relationship and she doesn't like these parts about me because when she meets like his parents, all of their faults are on the surface, and that's all to, that she's seeing, and that's all that he thinks that anybody else would see are the faults in people, not you know who I am, who these people are. They're gonna hate everything about them that annoys me. They're they're gonna be there. So, um, yeah, that's just that's my two cents on that part. It like yeah, how she kept feeding them when they're eating the yeah. cake. That was yeah. cute. <laughs> yeah. Like I, I want Charlie Kaufman to write a horror story. Like, oh man, pure horror. I don't know if I do. I don't think we could handle. <laughs> <that. I> say. <laughs> Yeah, it's the all mine stuff. Jared's movie of the decade. I think Thomas definitely hit the nail on the head too, where it's like she's like his fears too, and like about his parents too. Is it like you can tell that he's trying to shut his parents up when they're at the dinner table? And it's almost like in his mind, they're showing everything that would scare this girl away about the problems with his parents. And uh, and even like the basement is an interesting thing too because it's almost like that's where he stored all the things that he's ashamed of or that he's mm-hmm. or his like fearful that's future. Why, that's why, yeah, that's why she can't go down there. The scratches are interesting. Whatever that tape was too, I don't I don't know what that yeah. was. I assume that's just showing that he wanted to block it off, keep it shut. Yeah, and I guess that people try to get in. Maybe I. Yeah, it, it's a little it, confusing, but it's interesting. Yeah. Cause like um, that is too down in the basement where she like ends the paintings that she thought yeah. she painted. Yeah, I literally like that too. Or and then she like looks at them and they're like from different people and then ones from him. Yeah. Then um, I, well, it, part of it too is when she finds his uniform. Yeah. And that's like like I said, like his fears is finding out or like come to the realization of like his potential, like having this girl. And realizing that this is who he is now, and that potential meeting the reality is just kind of like horrifying. Mm-hmm. So yeah, plus so when he looks at like that a, uniform, like oh. yeah. So well, even like the, Jared was. The, oh, go ahead. Oh, uh, the the paintings are interesting too because it's like it's almost like yeah, he's just so in his head and not making sense with reality that it's like. It's, it's just like the dancing scene and the paintings on the wall are kind of similar to me where it's like he is picturing the ideal. He's in a dream world. That's the ideal. And like even the paintings, he sees that and he's like, that's what I want to make. And then you see all the paintings below and they're, they're neat. They're impressionistic kind of, but they're not mm-hmm. those paintings, you know, at least what I think that he wants to do. And uh, I think, yeah, a lot of it is like, he doesn't feel like he lived up to his potential, but he almost has like a false perception of his potential in a lot of ways too. Yeah. Where he's a dreamer. He views the fantastical. That's why he loves musicals. Anyone who loves musicals wishes that that was reality. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Actually, that's not true. That would be a nightmare, but, but at times I do. Not for Actually, me. That was reality. Mm-hmm. But uh, anyway, that, that's all I had to say. I think he's just, point. he's just a dreamer that can't, that can't come to grips with, 
that he's wasted the potential and that he doesn't actually have the potential that he wishes or thinks that he does. Yeah. I think that's true of everyone where they think it's just like natural to think that you're really good at something that you have like really good potential. Like he's dreaming that he could win the Nobel Prize. But I think it's natural that people dream of like winning stuff Mm -hmm. or thinking that someday they can be the best at something. So I think that's, it's not like harmful to have confidence in yourself like that too but um yeah maybe but the, so okay go ahead well no something i want to say because I, I assume we're about ready to wrap this one up right yeah. i'm going for another hour so something i wanted to <laughs> oh no uh something i wanted to say about this movie is that this is like one of the perfect movies for all five of us to actually review because all of us actually did have a specific way that we viewed this movie and the fact that this movie was able to get five different viewings out of five different people that's really cool like uh, i would put this really high on the recommend recommendation list for like anybody that wants to watch a movie because you want to watch a movie with somebody you get two different things out of it and that's what we got five different things out of this so agree with Jared that he is the girl at the Dairy Queen just because um, the rashes on her kind of fill up on him too. His like hand mm. is kind of... yeah, And then it's just like showing him what he was like in high school where, you know, all those popular girls are kind of like laughing at him. And he thinks they're whispering about him. Um, so it's kind of... For a brief second, I thought you... <laughs> for a brief second, I thought you were saying Jared was like that girl. Oh, no! Like, no! What? <laughs> Jeez, Joseph! <laughs> I said I, I agree like, wow, with Jerry. <laughs> no, I didn't catch that. That's what you meant, Jerry. That that makes a lot of sense, uh, huh? Okay, gosh, good. It's a good I, movie. I'm so glad you recommended this one, <laughs> yeah, Jared. Because I'm glad uh, we all watched it for sure. Because I've heard about this movie a few times, mainly from you guys, but then also from my friend, like I said, that recommended it as well. And we had already decided to watch it for the podcast when he recommended it. But but the name was a turnoff for me from the mm-hmm. get-go. Like, it sounded very melodramatic. It sounded very, like, emo to me. And so, like, I wasn't looking forward to this movie at all. And even with your talking about it last week, Jared, at least to me, I didn't really catch that whether you liked it or not. You yeah. just I, you sounded like you were. Just I didn't like, want to say because I wanted to good. have our discussion. Yeah, because it sounded like you were just kind of like, I want to see what you guys think. And so I was kind of going into this movie being like, oh, this is going to be another artsy fartsy, like the last that Silver Lake movie. And I was like, not looking forward to it. And I was very pleasantly surprised. So, well, I didn't think yeah, I was going to see artsy fartsy. Yeah. Were you, you think you're going to like it, Jared? I didn't think I was going to like it either when Joseph... Well, Joseph recommended that I might like it because he heard about the book. Right. And he knows that I like horror movies, so I thought it was just going to be a horror movie. I didn't know it was going to be this deep movie that we could unpack and discuss. Mm. Yeah. I feel like I like this movie a lot more the book again. talking about it. Yeah, so. definitely more talking about it. Yeah. yeah. Um, did anyone have trouble finding it? I actually had to search for it on Netflix. It like... No. No, they didn't promote it a lot, but I, I haven't heard a lot about the movie. I knew some critics liked it, um, but they, uh, it seems like they're all talking about um, Devil all the time right now. Yeah. So. This also sure. was like, I feel like this one was three or four weeks ago that this came out. Yeah, it's been a while. Yeah, so 
one of my one of my favorite movie reviewers did a uh, video on it, and I'm excited to see mm. if I came close. Because <laughs> I <laughs> I take his word as like he knows, like he, that's the guy that you knows. Should send that to me. Yeah. Yeah. I do like him. He's he's interesting. Oh. All right. Any last words? Um, I wanted to say if we like this movie, ch- uh, check out uh, Kaufman's um, Synecdoche, New York. Um, it's another one like that. Uh, unreliable narrative. Uh, deep movie that you can unpack. Oh, that's something I was going to say. I don't know if you came up with that term, Joseph, but unreliable narrative. I love oh, that no, term. Oh, no, it's a term. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> it's well, a real that's term. awesome. <laughs> <laughs> very awesome. <laughs> When you it's said that, I was like, oh. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> so why don't we go on to the last part of the podcast, which is what we've been watching. Um, who's got the longest w- list this time? I'll, I'll go first. go first. I always wait for me, but I'll go first. Okay, go ahead. Um, so the first movie I watched uh, was Spare Parts with George Lopez. Um, <laughs> last time we talked, I had a bunch of downer movies, so I thought I'd lighten it up. <laughs> Um, it's about a man that um, went through something tragic. You don't quite know what it is at first, but he tries to start his life over as a teacher, like a substitute teacher at a Phoenix school. And this is based on a true story. Um, and he inspires a group of kids who are all um, illegal aliens uh, to enter this engineering uh, competition from um, high schools and colleges to build a robot that goes underwater and does different tasks for missions like that i guess um and he inspires them at the end and come to find out since it is based on a true story that they they went on to do some pretty cool things so something a little uplifting and it had george lopez who i love so (laughs) and they were all killed and deported no (laughs) (laughs) no actually um, oh my god alex a senator just... actually pleaded for them, and so like they got full citizenship. Even like Obama, like wow. congratulated them. It was nice. pretty. It was pretty cool. The second movie I watched was Silent Hill. Silent Hill Revelation. <laughs> um, <laughs> some, some junk food for you. Um, it was pretty cool. The visuals were awesome. Uh, there was like this monster made up of mannequin parts, and. Um, it looks really awesome, and then Pyramid Head, of course, was cool, and then the nurses from that game—they um, look cool. But this was not a Silent Hill movie. This was a Resident Evil movie. <laughs> like it was way more gory and like extreme. And then you, as as you know, Silent Hill is more moody and like depressing. But um, yeah, the the acting sucked. Um, <laughs> sorry to say, um, the dude from. Game of Thrones, uh, Jon Snow. I can't remember his name. Uh, Kit Harington. He was in it. Yes. And um, Sean Bean was in it. Um, didn't die. Oh. Hey. Um, he could. He, uh, it's ambiguous because he stays in Silent Hill, so probably in there <laughs> eventually. Oh, he died eventually. <laughs> yeah. And then I watched um, the documentary Jim and Andy. About Jim Carrey portraying uh, Andy, what is his name? Andy, um, Andy Kaufman. Andy Kaufman, um, and how he got, almost lost himself in that role, or he was so like supposed um, to be really good. Andy Kaufman, that like even his family like came to like visit him and like just 
they like thought it was him <laughs> and um no, it was crazy that's... it was a pretty crazy movie don't method at guys just don't do it <laughs> <laughs> Well, there's always been a rumor that he didn't really die. He's one of those celebrities, mm. so they were like... Oh, really? Yeah, so yeah. it was like, wow, yeah, this that, could really be him. That character that he plays? Yeah. Like a big conspiracy that he, like, him and Jim Carrey, like, planned it, so... <laughs> wow. And then, um, I finally, after years, watched Pink Floyd's The Wall. Oh, really? Um, it's okay, um... I'm not the biggest Pink Floyd fan, so I don't know why I thought it like a whole movie based on their music. <laughs> but um, I will say the the segment with the brick in the wall was the best, and it's really cool. And then yeah. growing up, hearing our dad always saying, "How can you eat your meat if you haven't, or how can you eat your pudding if you don't eat your meat?" I'm finally like, "Oh, okay, that's what he was talking about." <laughs> oh, <laughs> so kids always freaked me up, freaked me out growing up. The baloney face kids. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was pretty weird, but yeah, it was like if you're, I, I would say if you're a big fan of Pink Floyd, it'd be cool. But I was just like, okay. And then the last movie I watched was Gemini Man with uh, Will Smith. That movie oh, was yeah. better than I thought. Yeah, but exactly. It's a, but it's bad. a very, it's a very just okay movie. <laughs> that was okay. 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 <laughs> And that's Not all for trash. me. <laughs> yeah. How do you how do you like those motorcycle physics? <laughs> oh, that was the worst part, Alex. Yeah. I could not, that was terrible. I haven't even seen the movie, but I know about those. <laughs> but um, so apparently, I wanted, say, <clears throat> I wanted to say real fast that the at the actress in that movie, I forget her name, Elizabeth. No. Something yeah, like something like that. Ramona Flowers. Um, I didn't really Mary care for. Her. Like early on, but she's grown on me. I, I I liked her. Mary Elizabeth Winstead. Yes. Yeah. I've been in love with her since Sky High. Heck yeah. Oh. <laughs> so apparently, Ang Lee has like uh, bankrupted like two or three visual effects studios. Jeez. <laughs> like just just from like the uh, well the ones that worked on uh, Life of Pi and like the two that worked on. I think it was two. It might have been just one, but he bankrupted them for working on Gemini Man, and they're, they're no longer, they no longer exist, hey. which is kind of crazy because for like Life of Pi, these people won like Academy Awards, and then their studio had to shut down because of how much like uh, the production crew and stuff like taxed Jeez. them. Like, just they didn't have any more money after that. They they just, like, ran out. I mean, yeah. that sounds that, like that's it's their kinda... fault. They're being bankrupt by getting business. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's it's one of those things where. Part of it too is that they're supposed to make money back on it, and with Gemini Man, it was kind of weird. It was like this revolutionary way of like of of filming things. Like they had this really ultra high definition video, and the thing is that you really couldn't play it in certain theaters mm. because projectors couldn't keep up with it, and so oh. it looks a little weird. Um, I've I've seen I've seen Gemini Man. Like I didn't finish all of it. Oh yeah, wasn't it almost like 8K or something like that? Filmed 8K. Or yeah, something like it was. That? It was. It was supposed to be super high definition. And the thing is, since it's not in that format, it looks a little. It just looks odd. It looks. I, odd. I saw it weird. in theaters, and I don't remember it looking weird. Uh, you got <laughs> well, a good projector. It, it's. It's. Yeah, we probably had a, a better projector, but it's the it, dollar it's, film. Something's a little <laughs> off, and so. Oh, well, there you go. Uh, 
but they couldn't keep up with it. And so basically all this production that they did behind this, this amazing new piece of technology, nobody saw it. Nobody saw it at that, like what it could be. Uh It's, it's, it's so weird that this one guy has like bankrupted, like two (laughs) major, like leap forwards in technology. I think that's sad. (laughs) I wouldn't believe that. I'm laughing. Oh, well. What'd you uh, watch, Thomas? You have anything else, Jared? Oh, no, that's sorry. it for me. Okay. Uh, so I have two recommendations. Uh, one is a Sherlock Holmes-themed uh, movie. It's called Without a Clue. It's with Michael Caine and Ben Kingsley. Uh, it's from the 80s. So basically, this the whole premise is that uh, Dr. Watson is actually the genius behind uh, Sherlock Holmes. But he had to hire an actor because he was sending all of his information and stuff like through the mail and he was signing it as Sherlock Holmes. And so he had to find an actor to portray Sherlock Holmes. And he finds like this ragamuffin like actor who's like a, a drunk and like just a horrible person. And he's played by Michael Caine. And it's, it's a funny movie. Um, I remember my granddad like giving me this like on VHS. It's like, you'll like this movie. And I'm like, this is hilarious. <laughs> that um, sounds fun. So, I I, rec- I don't know if you can find it really on anything else but VHS. I don't think it's made like a digital really like conversion or not. You might be able to like you might be able to find it on Amazon because they have a lot of stuff that you can't find physically anymore. Um, and the other one I want to mention is a movie called Ravenous with Guy Pierce. Um, it's this movie about the uh, about this veteran of the Mexican American War, and he goes to like the northern part of California, basically like Portland, you know, the rough forest part. And it's like this weird post-traumatic stress movie that turns like a complete 180 and it becomes a, a cannibal horror movie. <laughs> like weird. It is gory. It is funny. It is really funny. You wouldn't expect it, like to have these like weird like moments in this where I'm like, I'm actually really enjoying this movie for some some very weird reasons. <laughs> um, it was it was rec- recommended by one of my favorite YouTubers, um, and he's like, "This is my favorite movie of all time." I'm like, "Okay, whatever." The Blu-ray was eight bucks. I'm like, "Yeah, it's worth it." So I bought it, and I was like, "This movie is fantastic. It is so good." And then he like goes into like the history of the whole thing. It was like a, a production that was apparently going to be shut down because the director walked off and one of the actors knew this other director from when he was working in the BBC that did like tiny, tiny like stage plays and uh, family like drama movies. And she directed this war cannibal movie. It was so weird. So, um, yeah, I recommend it. It's really good. So, there's Very mine. Good. Next. Uh, Alex, go for it. Uh, let's see. I do want to recommend Mother, just because I recommend mm-hmm. this, Like I feel like, every couple months. But yeah. uh, th- this just, uh, I'm thinking of anything is really reminding me of it. Um, <clears throat> even though they're definitely very different movies. Uh, the, the only other thing I think I watched, because I didn't get to any of the Pixar this week of work was just insane. Like it was crazy. I have any time. Um, 
but I did watch, we watched uh, Spirited Away on our Ghibli watch. Um, and this was, this one was very good. But it was kind of like a little bit the opposite of Mononoke, where Mononoke, I was like, man, is this as good as I remembered it? And it ended up being better than I remembered it, in my opinion. And Spirited Away was like, about the same. But <laughs> originally, my tier list was always uh, House Moon Castle, Spirited Away, then Mononoke. <laughs> But uh, now Jared I has left the box. Jared's Jared, Jared upset with me. <laughs> um, but now I think that Mononoke is at least higher than Spirit Away. We'll see uh, next time if I think that it's higher than Howl's. But but uh, it was very good. Very weird movie. Very weird movie. But uh, I really enjoyed it. And I think that's all I watched. So yeah, Michael? that's I watched the same thing with Spirit Away. I've been thinking about this movie. <laughs> So if you don't know what Spirited Away is, we didn't give a, we gave a premise of it. Um, a family moves is moving to a new house, and then they get distracted by a tunnel. They go into the tunnel, and then they get sent into basically a spirit world or a spirit town or whatever it is where they are. Um, just the parents get her parents get taken, whatever, in, in a weird way, and then she has to try and save them while trying to survive in this world. It's confusing. It's weird. I like the little girl. The little girl does. I like her character a lot. I like the. Um, aesthetic of this world like my favorite character i think is probably the guy with a bunch of arms that's working the little boiler room whatever because uh yeah. he's dope looking and uh I've, I've said i was like man why can't we have more arms that was my that was my takeaway from this movie it's like why can't we have more arms as a, like i was trying to fix a pro control the other day and i needed another arm to come in and push the clip down on the ribbon cable but i didn't have another arm if i was this guy i would have like three or four other arms it was fine but I don't I think we have a dr octopus on our <laughs> <laughs> gotta get working on that it's like Michael's beef with existence this week. <laughs> <laughs> but I I don't know if I like this movie though. Um eh, come on. I enjoyed wa- Okay, I enjoyed watching this movie, but I don't I never want to watch it again. I have no desire to ever yeah, see this I don't movie think I do again. Either. Um I like I like the crazy. I mean, like I like I I said this after we watched the movie, and I think it holds completely true. Is I feel like this is just a dream he had, and he was like, I want to put this into a film because it just there are por- there are parts that feel like a nightmare where you're just like terrified, but you can't explain it, or you can't run. Just that kind of feeling of inability when there's danger, and there's that, and then it just goes into this weird. Just everything is confusing. It's it's. I, it's it's interesting. It's such a weird movie because there there's so much that I don't like. So, or not that I don't like. I'm just like I don't I don't why, and that's where I get the dream aspect of it from. But then there's stuff that I do like, like the um. I don't even know, man. I don't know. But it did have the <laughs> I'd lost everything there. But it did have the uh, the voice actor that played Megan Hercules that was in uh, Poco Rosso, and like again, her voice is just just on another level. It's just melts melts in your ears man but I, I don't know about this movie i don't know about it maybe i'll come back and i'll have another opinion someday but right now i don't know about this movie just like with mononoke though i feel like breath of the wild had to have pulled inspiration from this yeah. like there's that dragon kid that he yeah. looks just like the dragons in breath of the wild yeah. when he's flying through the air um but uh I, I i love a lot of particular scenes like whenever that no face guy like swallows the frog and he's all mm. creepy he's like he's like and then I love it when that weird spirit thing comes in to take a bath and everyone's freaking out. I love that. That seems really good because it's just like pandemonium of this booger coming at you. Yeah. yeah. And it, it always has like Miyazaki's kind of themes of like, for some reason, he loves pigs because her parents turn into pigs. And then also it has that like pollution yeah. theme 
where like she pulls out all that stuff out of the spirit and it's like pollution. Yeah, I come. But uh, I really like this movie, but it, it it was about the same, I think, as what I remembered it being. Whereas Mononoke, I think, went a step above. So. You bringing up that scene where the her parents got turned into pigs because they get they walk past they're in it's like a deserted the her dad calls it a uh, carnival whatever, and you kind of see what's coming because it has that dream esque quality where they see the food and they can't stop eating the food and then they come back and they're pigs. So I thought at that moment I was like, oh, this is gonna be a horror movie and this is gonna be awesome. And I was like, but but it ended up being that. I wonder what it would have been if a if it was more of a take of just like constant fear rather than a different world. But I don't know. I've gone too long on this, like but I don't know about this movie. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, so, something I f- I forgot to mention about my movie about Ravenous is that the music was done by Damon Alburn from Gorillaz. Liar. So it was. How how dare you? I did Sorry. watch Prisoners. I think I'm the last one to finally watch Prisoners. Um, Yay! I, I agree. I, I loved it. I probably, It's probably my favorite Villeneuve movie now. That I've seen it. I'm not that huge on Arrival or Blade Runner. But um, I, I don't know if it's my age or something. I'm an old man or something. Because I really love thriller mystery movies now. Right now, those are really like... And it... it they're not that common. They're kind of hard to find. So, have, I, I just make more of these type of movies. Have you seen? Um, um, Alex, help me out here. We watched it with Ben. It's oh the the, uh, the gift. The gift. Gift. Yeah, I have. Okay, seen okay. Uh, that was that was a really yeah, good. That one. was good. I enjoyed that one. Um, I do. I would say that the hammer scene didn't live up to the hype just because I've heard it so yeah. much. Time. <laughs> from you guys um but yeah it was cool um two little problems um you jackman at the end of the movie oh, okay you be careful you be careful young man no no you don't start a sentence with two little problems then follow that with hugh jackman <laughs> wrong it's, it's the end of the movie he realizes who took his daughter instead of barging through the door like all of us would have like knowing who took my daughter I'm gonna barge into this house just like wring her neck real fast <laughs> no he goes in calmly he set, he turns his back to the woman he sets his tool down and just like what are you doing Tom <laughs> <laughs> Holland moment where yeah. he just tells Story and then bang. Yeah. Well, bang. she's not stupid like Patterson, I guess. But <laughs> um, you say that Patterson's stupid, but you always get his name wrong. It's Pattinson. Pattinson yeah. <laughs> what Pat- Paddington? Yeah. Is that what it is? Paddington. And then, and then little. Th- oh, go ahead. I was gonna say I like it that you say Patterson. It makes me chuckle. Oh. <laughs> um, and the. the uh, you guys know I love Radiohead, but the Radiohead song kind of like took me out of this movie. I was like, "Why are they listening to Radiohead at a crime scene? Wouldn't you want something a little lighter and fun?" <laughs> I, don't, I don't remember that, but <laughs> so um, yeah, real good movie. Um, so we did going into the Disney Diary. I'm going to start calling it Disney Plus Diary because that's where we're watching all these movies. Um, 
we have started Pixar, so let's go through this real fast. Um, to Toy Story, as you imagine, we all love Toy Story. It hasn't aged well. The faces they make are hilarious. If you pause any mo part of this movie, their faces are hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I will say I, sorry, real quick. I will say that I did start Toy Story last night because I thought Michael was going to be streaming longer or playing COD longer, but uh. I think that I honestly think that the toys stand up pretty well, but the humans' faces—holy yeah. cow! That's something out of a horror movie. Like, <laughs> like Andy and his mom and whatever the little girl's name is. I was like, oh my gosh, that's hor horrifying. So anyway, yeah. continue. Um, and I was just gonna say the toys are probably traumatized because they live next to Sid. Like, how many torture scenes have they seen throughout their lives of just him blowing up yeah. toys and stuff like that? <laughs> Anything you had to say on Toy Story, Jerry? Mm, not that I can remember. Okay. That's what uh, Toy Story but... 5 should be. It should be about all the toys <laughs> dealing with their PTSD. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. Not the stupid emotional sadness over the toys that have it all good. You know? Um, Bugs Life. Uh, I have always loved Bugs Life. I still think it's like the funniest Pixar movie there is. It's like jokes. Oh. Every joke's every minute. Um, <laughs> <laughs> anything on pig's life no i was gonna say the same thing is it's a lot more humorous than all all the other pixar really i don't know uh, i think i think the earlier pixar films are a lot they have a lot better like faster humor than the newer ones i think that's something they have lost the newer ones just want to make you feel like they want they to want to get, they want to get to the feels right away yeah, yeah. <laughs> let's see this character guy <laughs> Coco and I think Onward are really good balances of. We'll get to there. We'll get to humor. Um, fair, fair. Toy Story Two. For some reason, Toy Story Two has never been my favorite Pixar mm. movie. I know a lot of people love it. It's like their favorite Pixar movie. But this is the one that started with the crying, with the Jesse scene. So, yeah. <laughs> Toy Story Two thoughts. Uh, I liked. I kind of liked it more than I remember, honestly. I thought it still has some of the humor in it, like the snappy mm. humor you're talking about. But yeah, they they're already starting with the Jesse cries and uh, <laughs> Randy Newman just making songs about literally what's happening. <laughs> That's his whole career, man. That's his whole career. And then um, Randy Newman actually wrote like Jesse's theme <laughs> or that song that they sing. So it's kind of weird. <laughs> Um, and then Monsters, Inc. is another really funny one. I think this is the first one where it hasn't aged that much. Where it's like, I mean, there's a little bit, you can tell that's a little old, but I think the monsters still look real great. Um, and I still I mean, laugh as like hard as I did when I first watched it. <laughs> huh. Yeah, they have some great, great um, humor in there. I think I'm going to uh, really try I, and watch I keep... all of the ones that you guys have already watched in addition to the ones, just because, like, uh, there's been a while since I've seen some of them. like Monsters Inc. I was never I was one of those kids for some reason that never really connected to it that much. I liked it, but it wasn't like we have two. I like it more that, now that you're older. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. We have two friends that that's like so, their favorite Pixar movie ever, and I never really understood it. But I yeah, I really want to watch go back and watch it. But so I, I keep bringing up my grandfather, but I actually went to go see this uh, Monsters Inc., Toy Story, Toy Story Two, and Bugs Life with him in theaters because. <laughs> We love going to see movies when I was a kid. 
And he never called it Monsters Inc. He called it Monsters Incorporated. Yeah. <laughs> uh, every single time he's like, "We're going to go see Monsters Incorporated." That's and amazing. Was like, Thomas, did you like? Did you like Monsters Incorporated? I'm like, well, he's not Monsters wrong. I'm like, it's Monsters Inc. He's like, no, Inc. is a an abbreviation. It is Monsters Incorporated. It's the whole. <laughs> it's the whole name. But um, what's kind of sad is they don't have the end credits on Disney Plus for some reason. At the hmm. end of the movie, there's like. This funny skits and they do like bloopers and stuff. They didn't have that on Monsters yeah. this time, so they're dumb. Kind of a bummer. Yeah, unsubscribe. Unsubscribe. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's it for House Six this week. Um, we enjoyed talking through some movies with you. Um, tell your friends if you listened on Spotify. <laughs> like I said, um, follow us anywhere you want to follow us into the crazy mind of Charlie Hoffman. Hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> um, any last words before Jared sends us off? Jared, send us off. That's good stuff. Uh, you have time to go get a burger? Yeah, I mean, if you want to do, we can take a break. break. I have to encode this podcast, so I'm going to go real fuzzy for a minute, and it's going to take a little while. So yeah, okay. do, we can take a break, and then whenever Johnny's I'm, ready, we can jump back in. Okay, I'm going to dip out for a bit. Uh, I need to go to the bathroom and figure some stuff out. I might join. Excuse me? I'll let you know. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta go to the bathroom and figure, figure some stuff out. out. <laughs> um, okay. That's the thinking room. That's <laughs> the office. <laughs> and we have that recorded. We have that recorded. Oh my That's god. That's the bloopers for